to the ground. We're back. Another week. Another great guest. You know him from Truanon. You know him from Maximum Rock and Roll. F- freedom fighter. Union driver. King of <laughs> King of Punk and Prince of the Skins. <laughs> king, king of the Punks now. King of no. the Punks. Of the I'm punks. no longer not just King of Punk. I'm King of the Punks. <laughs> Jesus punk. Christ, Dan. Yeah, and also, well, I was King of Punk. Also, one of the dancers the currently suing Lizzo. We got Brace Belden on the podcast. What's up, Brace? Hello. Jesus Christ. You know Christ. what? I got to tell you. I was on the dancer's side, and then I watched an interview with them back on... Well, I wasn't on Lizzo's side the first place. <laughs> but I'm going to say now, retroactively, back on Lizzo's side. Yeah? They couldn't hang. They couldn't hang. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's tough. I, I, I didn't watch that interview, but someone was like, if they didn't chase the interview, they'd still be in the, in the good graces of the public. I'm saying this, and this is advice to anybody out there, any touring musician out there. Don't go to the eating the banana out of the pussy club if you ain't gonna eat the banana out of the pussy. I'm sorry, Ooh. just don't do it. That's that's wise words. You it's, know? I don't want to do it. it. I'm not gonna advice. go to the club. It's, I'm just telling you. I mean, if we you actually do it, maybe maybe we should put this behind the paywall just so people aren't getting good advice for free. <laughs> you think it'd be oh, obvious? <laughs> but uh, so brace. Uh, we we actually met uh, through mutual friend Razzlecon uh, oh, a while back. My sweet dear. <laughs> uh, when uh, you 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 messaged me on Twitter back when you could do such a thing, mm-hmm. uh, and and that rascal Jack Wagner scooped the story out from under you. He did, but you know what? <laughs> God God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> but yeah, I had the uh, I had the the couple in question had reached out to me to shoot their engagement photos. You you sent me, well, I don't know if this is okay for me to say, but you, you can say s- it. Either you, I think, or maybe Jack sent me, but I feel like you did. I, I sent it to you. I gave you a little me, sneak pr- just a taste. Yes. Uh, just and the tip. Yeah. They're, uh, now look at that. You could be you could be involved in a court case if you had if you had really taken to them. Oh, I mean, it it truly was. So for people who don't know, uh Razzle Khan was was the woman who her and her husband scammed what four point five billion dollars worth of crypto, something like that. With a B, no, it was less than that, but it was a lot. It, it was, was a in, shit ton. It was in the billions for sure. I believe so. It was like useless money that you couldn't actually like launder. They were getting like toilet paper with Walmart gift cards with, with <laughs> all the stolen money. But I mean, um, what are you gonna do? The the woman had this atrocious online presence, mm-hmm. like truly terrible. Um, Literally, or like, or would we call that excellent performance art, Dan? No, no. I think, she believed it. Too I don't know hard. where we draw the line here. I, I I watched the videos after you after you sent it to me. In fact, I specifically remember sitting in a grocery store parking lot watching these videos, going, "I think this is genius performance art." I think Dan's wrong. <laughs> but it, it, she truly believed herself as, like I said, I knew her through mutual friends. Who put us in contact in the first place? In in the hip hop community? In the art community. Apparently, she was also. Does uh, Dan look like he's in the hip hop community? <laughs> she doesn't look like she's in the hip hop community. And look at well, her. That's no, true. That's true. She, she has billions of dollars. You know? Yeah. Well, she definitely doesn't look like she'd be in a crypto. Yeah. Uh, she, was, she was from the art sure. world, which is another great money laundering mm-hmm. <laughs> industry. Also, a real fucking freak show. Oh yeah. And uh, but yeah, she. Her and her husband or fiance at the time reached out to me to take their engagement photos. And uh, they sent me a pitch deck, which is the one we're talking about in question here. And 
it was so batshit. <laughs> I, I had to turn the job down. There wasn't a ma- an amount of money that would have been... I, if I knew they had billions of dollars, you know, maybe... Well, you couldn't cash it out. I mean, I'm <laughs> telling you this. If I ever got engagement photos taken, full pen sex. You know... That's how you know it's real. Consummate Full it in the photos. Sex. Yeah, absolutely. To be like, look, <laughs> this is when things were good. <laughs> Those were the days. And uh, but yeah, it was it was truly wild. But yeah, Jack Wagner scooped it right right out from under you. But look, we're we're back. We've come we're full back. circle. We're happy to have you here. Happy to be here. But yeah, so uh, I mean, we had Young Chomsky on a while mm. back, and um, he graced us with his with his. Twee presence and twee past, mm-hmm. which uh, you know we'd expect nothing less. But uh, that was a lot of fun. Have you on? I mean, isn't it? it didn't you all from True and On meet each other from like the music scene? No, I know. Uh, I know Young Chopsy from political stuff. Okay, uh, but I, I know Liz, the co-host from 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 music. It's the general music scene, I guess. I don't. Yeah, let's see. I don't picture her as a as a punk rocker. I don't know. Oh, well, I wouldn't call her a punk, but she was a little rock and roller for sure. Okay, but she, it was kind of like <clears throat> she has a background in synchronized swimming, right? I, I think she uh, that was when I knew her. I think that was before that. Maybe when she was a lot younger. <laughs> what have you met from the, the synchronized swimming scene? <laughs> I, I, no, I, nobody really. Although I am kind of a good swimmer, but uh, I. Uh, <laughs> no, I I met her at Gilman, um, which okay. is like the like little punk club, mostly for teenagers in the in the East Bay. But it was kind of just like the way the Bay Area was uh, back then is just like if you were like young and like into like kind of weird stuff, you kind of knew everybody else, uh, sort of in the inner Bay Area, mm-hmm. um, from like you know Oakland, Berkeley, you know maybe San Jose, Marin, San Francisco. Uh, maybe less from like further away, just because people weren't as mobile. But like, if you were kind of bad, you knew everyone else who was also kind of bad. <laughs> okay, so so Liz was kind of bad. No, no, no. But she was <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. But like, yeah, you just like you but just synchronized met. swimming was kind of bad. <laughs> exactly. Well, it. you know, who knows what they get up to out there? But uh, no, you just kind of meet everybody. And then she was like, you know, it's like San Francisco. A lot of the sort of like social scene at the time or later. I guess revolved around a few clubs that uh, had show or bars really that had mm-hmm. shows all the times, and so like you know you just see everybody all the time. So I actually you mentioned Gilman, and that was actually part of my notes because Gilman famously, I mean it's it's maybe one of the most famous independent run venues at this point, uh-huh. um, and they're they're I guess they're famous for the rules technically, mm-hmm. right? But one of the big ones is no major label signed bands, correct? Yes, except for one glaring exception and that caused I was, a big stir. And I was my that was my question. Is it is it bullshit that Green Day gets a pass? No, it's not bullshit. <laughs> and I'm somebody I'm not I would never liked Green Day even when I was like, you know, more open to things than I am now. I was never, never a fan. Always thought it was whack, not my shit, but they do get a pass. I'm sorry. It's okay for Green Day to buy them a new sound system. It's fine. They did play there in exchange for it. Now, okay. I don't know if it was an exchange for it. I think they just wanted to play there, and they also bought a new sound system for them. Uh, what year was this? It's got to be like over 10 years ago. Way over 10 oh, okay. years ago. Okay, so like pre-American Idiot the Musical. Uh, it might be concurrent with me. I, I feel like American that, Idiot. Wow. Yeah. That was about 10 years ago, yeah. Was uh, it really? I have no concept of that time. 
I feel like it was around a Green Day revival time period. But huh. uh, it is, it's, for me, in my, even at the time, actually, I was like, I don't care. It's fine. I mean, who cares? You know? <laughs> I mean, I feel like there are some people who definitely felt a type of way about it, for sure. Yeah, but there's like, but that's the thing is like, why? <laughs> like, why? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no. who? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, listen, I am, I am, I will say this. I, I am not a, I think if you sell out, you should go to prison or whatever. Like, I'm not like, I'm not somebody who's like, yeah, whatever. Like when bands were working with motherfucking, uh, who made those stupid fucking cars? Scion. When all those bands got those fucking Scions back in the day, including dudes I knew, I said this, you are a poser, sir. But I gotta tell you this, Green Day, it's okay because they came up through there, you know, they're not around anymore, thank God. But it's, you know, like they're, and it's it's okay they're kind of like paying you know paying it back or whatever a little bit i think that's fine i, I mean I, I think it'd be did, funny if they were always like they're like i know how we can break their rules you know mm-hmm. it's like it's just like long-term plan of theirs i think like, that's i think they're the ultimate punks then i gotta tell you guys it's really wild this would come up in conversation I'm going through a bit of a green day thing right now Interesting. Green Day uh, was never really a band I cared about. Yeah. And uh, I saw like a hard time, like Dookie, obviously, but like I saw a hard times like ranking of Green Day albums. And so I went back and listened to the entire discography. Uh-huh. And like up through Nimrod, I think they got me. Really? Yeah. I think like, I've only heard Dookie. Yeah. yeah. Nimrod I mean, was one of the first CDs I ever got. And then my parents heard all yeah, the swear words on it, sense. and they took it back away. Yeah, yeah swears. Sure. I was not ready for it. Had my favorite Green Day single, Walking Contradiction, on it. I don't know if oh, you remember the true. video, I but it like had I flipping do. cars. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I It was do. the most amazing thing I'd ever seen when I was 17 years old. It's <laughs> funny. The Bay, I feel like in the 90s, was so synonymous with that band, like brand of pop like like kind of pop punk or like yeah. pop music yeah. really which i like a lot of pop music but it it, it like by the time i kind of came up that was like a little bit in the rear view and it was like there were still really big bands but there wasn't any new bands with that sound i remember there was one when i was like 11 or 12 i can't god i think they were called like the matches or something and they were a pop Ooh. punk band oh i, I remember them. the matches yeah yeah and they, i was they like, had like oh. one or two songs and it was really really weird they might have had more than that but they were but they were like they were like flirting with success yeah uh when oh. i saw them big, and big I, mtv2 I guess... band that Ooh. would make sense yeah yeah, yeah. i think in, the, in the, like the fuse era as well you know I think they had like a one music video that got played around a lot. Probably on a Warp mm-hmm. Tour compilation at some point. Yes, yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, forgot about. Mm. Is that still around? Got to be. That has to be have been taken down by me too. Warp Tour. Warp Tour. Yeah. Oh, Warp Tour's gone. Yeah, Warp Tour's yeah. done. Yeah, it's that, pro- it'll me probably too be movement. back in like a year or two. All of a sudden, everybody, everybody, all of a sudden, got upset with like teenage girls getting abused by yeah. adult men. <laughs> yeah. Once the like, money uh, ran out, the uh, you know everyone's. Uh, you know, all uh, of a sudden there's accountability. Kevin Lyman, <laughs> Kevin Lyman's like, you know, we're in the middle of a declining population, so I, I may as well start caring about like, yeah, grown yeah, we're men actually gonna shut this teenagers. down to the welfare of our fans. <clears throat> yeah, uh, that but, was, but now Warp mm. Tour, like Tour Water, is back in stores. Have you noticed that? I don't know. I mean, Andrew, I think you've spent time on Warp Tour at some point, right? But sure, uh, there sure. was I've, before I've before Liquid Death, before. and I think it's kind of come back in response to Liquid Death. Is they've brought back Vans Warp Tour Tour Water. Oh, I forgot. Vans. It was Which Monster was, Tour Mo- Water. Yeah, Monster made it for Vans. Yeah. As a way, and they would just be tall, you know, tall boys of, of water. 
Wow. Hold and on, now, now you, you can buy it in the grocery store. What did you get excited store. about? What did you get excited about for a second? I was it liquid, liquid death? death? Please I, tell me it's I, liquid death. I, 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 you I, hate I, it? I hate I hate it. I hate it. And <laughs> I, I hate it for one reason. I hate it for one reason. Hit me. First of all, it looks like I'm drinking a beer. That, I think that's the whole point. Really? And the second reason, the second reason, actually, I lied. There's more than I was just giving the door. Give them all. There's another reason. Yeah. Here's the thing, I, and I know I'm a hypocrite right now. I only have this canned seltzer right now because I had people over last night, and the other people brought. Uh, check this out: non-alcoholic Heineken, which Ooh, I don't drink. Love but it. Heineken Zero is very. It's good. good. I haven't tried it yet. Maybe yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah. you know what? I'll good. crack this right now. I'll crack this right now. I, but, I might uh, have a Peroni Zero downstairs as well. So. But, um, but uh, I, I'll tell you this: I can't. It's too big. The the small can, the twelve ounce can, mm-hmm. I can I can house mm-hmm. that. We're all good. But the mm-hmm. sixteen ounce can, yeah. there's always a little bit left, oh, and I wow. can't close it. Then the third yeah. thing is, we did a show at Johnny Bertunon did a live show at Johnny Brenda's, and they shout have, out Johnny Brenda's. They a great place. Maybe not the best place to have a live podcast show if you guys are thinking of doing that because it's a little. It's weird with the balcony. Yeah, but, yeah. I was um, like, how do you make eye contact with the upper deck while you're? Uh, I would only make contact with the upper deck. That's exactly what <laughs> was running through would. my head the entire time. <laughs> and plus, a guy, a guy passed out drunk Bullshit. at EPM. Oh, um, no. oh, classic Philadelphia. <laughs> Philadelphia. Oh, uh, we, we've, uh, all, we've, me and Andrew both have spent plenty of time in Philadelphia as well. It's uh, a, a place unlike any other. I took several liquid death cans. Uh, with me mm-hmm. back to the hotel because I was like, hey, free water. A classic you know, tour thing a, to do, whether it's, it's podcast like or, or band. Exactly. You, yeah. it, it never, you never outgrow that. Uh, <laughs> and they explode. They, all three of them exploded in my bag, which speaks to weak metal. <laughs> it really does. So that's your biggest gripe. It's I material like usage. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't stand the concept of... Uh, of liquid death, like I didn't think that's a thing we needed in the beverage spe- mm-hmm. sphere, mm-hmm. but now I'm sort of into it. Like as a flavored seltzer, the mango fox. I gotta say, best flavored seltzer the, on the market. Um, it really is the uh, Arnold Palmer thing they have. Fox pretty hard. Are are you guys I'm edge in. men? No, no. You j- oh, but you're 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 still non-alcoholic liquid connoisseurs. Uh, we we sure. we, we dabble, f- yeah. Interesting. I got my my one liter of a uh, soda stream. Uh huh. Just yeah. I bought I bought a bunch of Polars the other day. That's been my go to. I like those. Polars great classic. Yeah, Polars. I would say Polars the upper enchilons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Liquid Death is is really a funny thing because I think it was originally kind of marketed more towards the punk sphere of. Especially for venue, like music venues, like we can yeah. still charge, you know, four dollars for one of these, but we're not pouring like a free cup of water behind the bar. Like yeah. you know, I I saw it. At, I probably some of the first places I saw it were at music venues, like uh, uh, everywhere. Basically, everywhere I've seen it for sale has been a music venue. And I think it really was like pushed towards the straight edge types of like I want to be holding something in my hand, but I can't hold a beer. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I think it succeeds in that aspect. But it's crazy that it's gone into the the mainstream. 
if it's, it's if, like a multi-billion all, dollar company now if you're a straight edge guy you should be holding the back of your diminutive completely silent girlfriend's neck really hard with your thumb yes. and your middle finger like that <laughs> yeah. i always see straight edge guys doing that and she's just sort of standing there and you got the craziest shorts on i've ever seen and you're just like standing there with, with your with your old lady like that and just like having her in the in the I call it, it's kind of like a half collar in yeah. the back. Yeah, other, you know what's so crazy other is that the as you're pit. saying it, uh-huh. the uh, the dude is materializing in oh, front of me as you're him. saying it. Like you've I can totally. Him. Oh yeah, and and Air in his Max mind, 90s, it's just this um, constant run of scenarios of like if someone talks to my girlfriend, I'm gonna fuck him up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just running violent scenarios in their head that'll never happen. What am I going to talk to your girlfriend about? You and you're a, yeah. an apostate. <laughs> First of all, if you're straight edge, I want to make something very clear. Ian McKay, ooh, said three things he doesn't do. I don't smoke. I don't drink, and I don't fuck. I don't fuck. I don't fuck. Right. I don't fuck. That's a crazy thing to write in a rock and roll song. I personally would never make a choice. I would probably. <laughs> Excise the don't from that. I fuck. <laughs> I would probably say that. That's kind of that more. It would make it a harder this. statement. It's like, listen, I don't drink and I don't smoke, so I can fuck better. It is crazy. It's I don't have the time to guy. smoke yes. a drink because I'm fucking all the my time. My stamina, my stamina. But uh, that's. But I will say this. It is kind of crazy. He went. Ac- he went against the grain. Literally. Yeah, went against the grain there of. All recorded, probably all recorded music. Is it with against lyrics. the grain a bad religion reference? You <laughs> oh, fucking yeah, idiots. you're right. Bad religion. <laughs> anyway, but you know sorry, what? But he you know chose what? to suffer. But you know what? <laughs> Jokes on you, because now who plays Uh-oh. third guitar for Bad Religion? Oh my That's God, right. Yeah. Former Minor Threat guitarist Lyle, whatever his fucking name is. <laughs> the yeah. other Thank guy who is God. Thank God I knew that because I was wrong. <laughs> the the one guy from Minor Threat whose name I don't remember. Yep, right? yep. Um, Thank you, no, Brace. You really well, pulled me out of a hole is, there. I almost bad, had to cut a corner of my punk card. Bad Religion is just like a rest retirement home, basically, for guys who are in, like, dag nasty. Um, like, you need a job. You can be in Bad Religion. Uh, you know, they got to go somewhere. That? Is Bad Religion, as a Californian, is Bad Religion a, a band you care about? No, I didn't like no. them. Uh, no, they were like, I, I was just never my, like, I, Southern California punk as a whole, like, well, that's not true. Southern California, Southern California has many different strains of punk, but there was that one kind of strain that was like Bad Religion, Youth Brigade, like this kind of like, oh, singing that I didn't really like that much. That like, it was like sort of like chorusy vote, not chorusy vocals in the way that like hard. Like Offspring oh. are big on that, the big whoa kind of that band. Kind of AFI. Like, yeah. well, well, AFI is is Northern California. Including it's like their, it's gang vocals, but it's musical. Yes, yeah, and they're too they're too like oh, I'm like, what are you guys like, choir? Yeah. How do you learn it? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and San Francisco punk was much like like grosser and dirtier and like kind of junky. And so yeah, what, give me the give me your give me your top like who who did you grow up seeing? Like who were the dirty punks? E so, forty. Well, Slick Rick. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we did like that stuff, but uh, I mean, for my, for we, when I was a kid, I found out like the first like local San Francisco band. They weren't around anymore. They'd been broken up for like you know before I was ten years before I was born. But uh, Sick Pleasure, who later became Verbal Abuse, uh, I really really liked uh, the Fuck Ups, uh, all these kind of like eighties bands. I mean, DRI lived there for a while, but when I I was growing up. Um, I think that I can't remember the first local band I ever saw. I remember like we the first like real local show I ever saw, but I don't remember who played. Um, 
But there was this band, Deadfall. Uh, there was this other band, Strung Up. And they were kind of like, we're all based around, like, they're all this, like, group of, like, in my head, much older guys. So they're probably, like, 19 to 24. Yeah. Um, and I was, like, 13. And, like, I saw all these bands. And actually, the guy who, um, that was a little later. That was maybe two or three years later. But actually, the guy who started Hard Times was in a, uh, and his brother uh, were in a band that we used to play with a lot. Uh, and so, like, there was this sort of, like, this 80s hardcore revival going on that was like sort of presaged by a lot of the bands that were like made up of those older guys and then kind of people from more my generation like really took and ran with probably too far yeah the the, the san francisco scene is still kicking pretty good we uh we have a former guest uh steven ewan he uh writes for hard times and, and lives in san francisco yeah. and he was like a big part of like those under the interstate uh shows that were happening like during covid and yeah some wild shit yeah we uh we we had um we used to do a generator shows a lot in fact the last like show i played with my last real band was was actually under the interstate in a bus um, oh my god but that's like a bay area i mean i do it everywhere but like bay area has a lot of uh was, was traditionally a lot of generator shows yeah that's rad yeah, the um, it's it's just like I'm trying to think of what the um, the stuff going on out there. I mean, there there what are what are the other big like Bay Area bands like Rancid's from out there, right? And like Op yeah. Ivy, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that that dude's still around. Op Ivy dude, he lives in L.A. now, but he's still he's still he's a he's a cool dude. So did you uh, grow up like? Did you grow up? Isn't that sacrilege oh, though? Like moving to South Car- uh, South Ca- Southern California no, from uh... everybody ended up doing it because it was cheaper down there uh... and the Bay Area kind of blows now to live. It's like so Does expensive it? and like it's just if you're like if you live there for a long time, it's just like a, a large parts unrecognized. I mean, not everybody like I, a lot of most people I know still live there, but like uh, it's just also in it's the only other big city in California that's just not not fully tweaked like SAC, uh, and so like mm. you can fucking. Uh, I don't know. Like a lot of my musician friends moved down there. I say you moved to LA for a spell, right? For like a year. Yeah, it was sick. I I didn't know how to drive though, and so like (laughs) I quickly came up. I still don't, but I quickly came up against some roadblocks. Well, (laughs) literally, I did not. I figurative and metaphorically. (laughs) Yeah, I quickly realized that I was heavily. It was good because I had friends that would, uh, you know, who uh, are not crazy employed who could give me rides places and like hang out with me. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, a little more difficult than New York. And yeah. When did you, uh, when did you move out to New York? Cause you're all in New York now, right? We are. Yeah. I lived here. I lived here for about a year now. What was the, so, what was born the push ra- to... born and raised fucking Brooklyn. Born and raised. <laughs> what, uh, From the well, streets. Yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn yeah. sort of, I don't know where you live in Brooklyn, but Brooklyn last, as of last time I was there, I lived there for a couple of years before we moved to Baltimore where I am now. Um, and last time I was in Brooklyn, it was like unrecognizable. Like I didn't know how to get places because a lot of the things they moved were just the trains gone. all around. Well, it's it's crazy. They did move the trains all around. Oh yeah. No, you're fucking with me. Okay. It's crazy because like I I mean I spent time here as a kid like playing shows and stuff like that. That was like kind of my only. I don't know if you guys ever went to that place five three eight, which I guess they just finally got evicted. Yeah, um, like once. I thought they got evicted a while ago, didn't they? Or am I thinking the one on Kent in Brooklyn? Oh, I know it wasn't it just that, called that Kent Street the, or something. The Vice offices. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a de- that was Death by Audio. Um, oh, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or They're- Silent Barn. 
Maybe. Uh, they, that was yeah, one of Silent that Barn was out. Silent Barn's out and was out in Bushwick. Yeah, gotcha. and that was like okay. an art Silent gallery. Barn was like a pretty short walk from my old apartment. Yeah. Um, yeah. Five, well, five three eight was like warehouse style, and they just found like, yeah. uh, But we would like go out there and stuff, and like uh, that still kind of looks like warehouses, but there's like just like different shit around there but like yeah Williamsburg I never was never a big fan because I was I was like a big like fuck the hipsters kind of shit <laughs> when I was yeah. younger and so like I always I didn't like Williamsburg then I don't like Williamsburg now the only good thing about it is we don't have I'm Jewish we don't have just to presage what I'm about to say or to excuse me to uh to get in front of what I'm about to say here we don't have those where I'm from and so Every time I went out there when I was a kid, I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> We're like, this here? <laughs> My people. I've never seen any of these out, out, out in the San Francisco. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's... I feel like uh, I don't see them anywhere else. That's all. LA, that's the only place I see them. L.A.'s got a neighborhood that's there, which is even... I mean, it gets hot here, but it's hot there, like, all year. I'm like, you'd think they would have, yeah. like, adapted, like, shorts in the outfit. <laughs> like, More of a, a updated UPS the wardrobe style. a little bit. They had shorts in, like, 1820, you know what I mean? Yeah, Short yeah, pants. Right. Like, yeah. you guys can wear them and still be, like, you know, Amish I gotta or tell whatever. You, I, I, I do sort of... I do sort of fuck with the uniform, though. Mm. I like the hats. Like, Big hat fan. Yeah. Not, I'm not into the hats, but I'll <laughs> say, like, the, you know, the white button down and, mm-hmm. and like, black pants fucks pretty hard. You can yeah. just oh. be a Mormon. As, like, a fashion statement and, like, huh? Mormons got some kick in fashion if you like white they, button down shirts, you know? They wear khaki pants, I feel they, like, they do have the ca- I prefer the Is khakis, personally. No, Mormons Mormons look like um, they work at Best Buy. They have no swag. Or something. Famously. Yeah, They're yeah, probably yeah. the most swagless demographic yeah, it is a swagless in America. Religion. It's true. Yeah. And Orthodox Judaism, I got to tell you, not a big fan of many of the social practices. I do believe yeah. that you should teach women to read. Uh, sure. It does seem maybe not so great to grow up in it. They are swagged. I'm, they are swagged. It's true. They have swag. <laughs> it's true. They swag. I've, uh, I've photographed... Many, many a bar mitzvah, many a, a Jewish wedding of all orthodoxies, uh, and and they fucking know how to party, I gotta say. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, oh, yeah, time, no. one time, a 45-minute horror. That's a pr- oppressive environment. I would, I would assume there's some kind of party that oh, goes Oh, they on. let loose. They mm-hmm. go nuts. It's great. It's a lot of fun. Loose. 45-minute yeah, horror I, one time. Ooh, my They just God. didn't I stop. Went- I had my adult bris a few months ago, and Ooh. let me tell you, these guys were going crazy, literally jumping <laughs> no, at the bed, dancing literally. in the streets. <laughs> oh my god! It was like Bugs Bunny and a carrot. <laughs> I never seen anything like it in my life. It felt horrible. Did you keep it? I no, mean, do you I have it in a jar somewhere? <laughs> You're like, can you not take the most of this, please? Yeah, I'm like, Jesus, guy. All right, whoa, whoa. You gotta, you gotta put the rest in the freezer if to enjoy it a year later on your anniversary. This is the aft skin you're getting out here. All right, this is crazy. You well, guys like, gotta chill. I feel like. It- if I'm already in the hospital, I'm thinking like, you know, what what's fresh in the morgue? Anything bigger than this? Yeah, anything yeah. we can attach to? Get, oh my you god! Know, add on to the situation. Can you, can you get hooked up if a dude with a with a rock and wang passes in front of you, and you I know think, he's he's got a crazy pecker on him? Could you do a? Oh yeah. Let's let's get this on I ice think, real fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like you put it in milk like it. a tooth. Bob, it, sorry, did bud. It? <laughs> sorry, bud. You're not you're not gonna make it, but I could. Yeah. <laughs> And, and let me tell you, this would for all change. that impressive sex. It's too I'm late having. for you, but 
my time's just beginning. This would change my life. <laughs> you don't under, you don't understand. You could never understand. I think understand. it would change a lot of people. It's going to be the new uh the new like Turkish hair thing. Yes. There's yeah. going to be guys flying oh, to like I, I think it was uh it might have been It was an episode of Chapo, I think, but they ta- they were talking about this article that came out recently about like the penis extension surgery industry oh, and the absolute yeah. horror stories from it. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. I don't even want to talk about it. It's too painful. But it's... I'd like a third nut if they want to put one on there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Just to just add a some spare. Yeah, just, just to keep my valuables in. Just to more balance. I think I could. I could use. <laughs> I'm, lower, I'm like... lower your center of gravity a little bit. You know. Wait. It's so like... where does it sit in front or behind? No, it's it's like a try. <laughs> it's, it's a try. You're three across. Yeah, three across. Oh no, that's like a party doily at that point. <laughs> yeah, just so you that way I can that. feel like I could have some no. real weight when I sit down. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> some heft. Just a like a oh, no, on the that's smack what I'm on the leather in life couch. Is I'm missing testicular girth in my life. Plus, it could maybe make me a little more like. Yeah. I mean, I think I would be primally angry if that happened to me. Yeah, exactly. I would go. I would be a berserker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Well, great. So I'd love to hear more about your 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 punk beginnings. I know you talked about it a bit. Um, I love the series you guys did about Synanon. Was like Mm -hmm. fascinating, especially. I mean. That all really hit close to home with you, right? Because you went through that whole... Yeah, yeah. Was it the wilderness program, they called it? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, wilderness, and then I went to one of them schools, and uh, yeah. And, and it's so, all based it, on, like, a cult, essentially, right? Yeah, yeah, it's based on the, the t- teaching of this sort of... I guess you could call it a sobriety cult from the 60s called Synanon. And they had a youth wing, and that youth wing beget, begat basically an entire industry... Mm-hmm. Kind of around the same time as like juvenile delinquency. Well, one of the many like upsurges in like public consciousness of juvenile delinquency happens. Yeah. All these schools open up like thousands across the country, programs and things like that. And I got sent to one in 2003, I want to say. Yes. Was it because you were too punk at the time? You know, it's funny. I was yeah, I'm 13 in 2003. Well, not now. In that, that's when punk fl- first gets, uh, that's when it got its hooks in me back in the yeah, day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so I was, I was, I was punk, but as much as I could be, which wasn't a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and as I was punk really as you just, could get on your bicycle or where your parents could drive you. you know? Don't know how to ride a bike, but yes, uh, on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Very basically a mobile guy. Uh, I do a lot of walking. Really, really strong calves. Um, but uh, so you have to be really intentional for any of your travel. That's... Oh me? Yeah, I rely yeah. on God. I'm like, if he wants me to get there, he'll find a way. <laughs> we'll magically get there. I'll, I just, just I'll find out. I just, you know, and oftentimes he doesn't, frankly. In fact, I would say most of the time he he, and he That just means it's not passage. meant to be. It's not your time. Not meant to be. You know what? And who am I to, to, to disobey God's will? But uh, I... Inshallah, he is resting. Exactly. Yeah. He's looking down on me right now. But uh, I was a little punk. I had... At one point, I had gotten a pair of yellow tartan bondage pants, which Ooh. I had begged my parents for for about a full year. And by the time I got them, I should have been disabused of the notion that they would look anything but like like the goofiest fucking pants <laughs> you could ever imagine on a human fucking being. But that- the first time I wore them, I was made fun of so mercilessly by the people who would soon become my friends that I believe I might have cried. Uh, I don't know because I might be mixing that with another incident which they made me cry, but 
but it, yeah, and so I, I when I got sent away, it wasn't really because I was punk. It, it was because I was like the, the parents were like this yeah, kid ain't right in the head. <laughs> we're like he, we're not saying we gotta convert him therapy away from whatever. Sartorially, this is. he's out of his mind. He's yeah, a, a gay menace. is fine. The, whatever this is is not <laughs> that okay. Is a this whole other thing. <laughs> I object. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah, but uh, so, but by the time I got back out, I, I escaped. And uh, I, you know, I stayed at like a punk house. I got a very early introduction into a more raucous lifestyle when I was a runaway. Well, and so how how did you escape exactly? And like, because well, where was the school? School was in Montana. I was there for I was supposed to be there for a couple of years, two or three years, mm-hmm. depending. Well, depends. I was supposed to be there kind of indefinitely, but like year and a half, two years, three years was around the times people mm-hmm. stayed there. But they sort of just made it up. Um, like some people stayed way longer than others and I was on sort of track to become one of those people but I got a home visit where I was supposed to sort of get rid of all my little punk stuff which again was like three Misfit CDs <laughs> or like one best of Misfit CD one best of yeah. Dead Kennedy CD one best of it's a great Other place than, to start when you're a kid yeah. you gotta get them bust of CDs because you really need only you that you get one CD every like two weeks. So you need to get the B sides in, in rarity CD. That's why that way you seem cool when you bring them up. You're like, oh, you haven't heard of uh, the the third Misfit song about sp- spooky spiders, you know? But everyone else only has the best of too at that point. And so, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you when you're the guy with with the B sides and rarity CD, everyone is like, this guy is a real record guy. Exactly. He's, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. The best of CDs I, no, too mainstream. I was supposed to be there for like three days, I'd get rid of all my punk stuff, call my friends and tell them I can never talk to them again, etc. They didn't know where I was or anything. Um, and then I, um, I actually used AIM to contact one oh, of my yeah. friends because I knew if I used the phone, my parents would be able to see the past numbers called. What was your What was it, your screen name back then? Do you remember? It was, and this is very. Uh, Oh, what was it? I think it was Verbal Abuse, which was a band from the 80s. Amazing. Um, verbal Abuse, like something, something. Um, some numbers. Uh, and, six, um, nine, four, twenty. That's six, great. <laughs> yeah. I think that was before I knew what either of those things were, actually. <laughs> but uh, I used AIM because I knew my parents wouldn't be able to figure that out. And um, although I'm now in retrospect, I'm like, if they had only just opened the AIM application, they easily could have. Uh, and they picked me up. I stayed at a punk house, two punk houses in San Francisco, including one called The Hole, where I lost my virginity um, hmm. to a bald girl with a rat. Uh, you know, oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that, I've, I've heard that story. It's a tale as old as time. Yeah, the rat. I don't know where it was during this, but it certainly was <laughs> around all know. the other times. Um, <laughs> and then I, you know, I, 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 I was homeless in L.A. for a little bit, and I got caught after about four or five months. With a different bald girl underneath a the bridge at Dolores Park in San Francisco, which any of you San Francisco heads are listening out here, is a classic gay cruising spot. But uh, it was 2 p.m., and so it was a great time to get busted for truancy and drinking a 40. <laughs> oh, no. And yeah. the, so the, but wait, and that, so you that were ended, living on the... St- sorry, go on. You were living on the street for five months? Yeah. Wow. As like a teenager? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was like 14, 15. I think I turned 15. This is a uh, this is a wildly esoteric question. Uh-huh. Do you remember the best day you had during those five months? God, like, is there a single moment that, like, no, there's no. not a single moment that shines is like, man, this is incredible. Uh, I well, I didn't. I was uh, frankly often bored um, because there wasn't like a you know you know a lot to do. You got a lot of time to uh, kill. 
got it to be honest because I had never really kissed a girl before I left. Mm. I had kissed one girl I had a really big crush on on the lips, but I didn't know what making out was. And so it was probably when I lost my virginity, it was like kind of a I, I'd kissed before then. Um, but that was like, I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. It was a really not a fun experience, <laughs> but it was still like, um, uh, and then once we pierced, um, my, our, my friend's Pat's nip, third nipple with a pin, uh, later got infected. Mm. Uh, and that sure. was, I remember that cause it was sort of a joy I mean, for everyone with Pat. It was sort of a joyous moment. Um. I, there was like a few. I remember weirdly. I have a really bad memory in in general, but I I have a that was a, it was a fairly carefree time because I didn't have to go to school. Uh, I you mm. know I ate I probably subsisted on about two or three dollars a day just eating like microwave burritos. You know I was a pretty skinny fourteen year old. Uh, you know I uh, I I got my I would go to shows with my friends. Um, and I didn't have any money, but I you know people I, I it was a, thankfully just a lot of punks that hung out at these houses, and so. People would give me a beer or cigarettes and stuff like that. Um, and so it was just like I kind of subsisted on the kindness of strangers. Well, not strangers at all. Actually, I knew them. Um, but the kindness of people who probably had in no business hanging out with a 14-year-old. <laughs> so right. did your parents – I'm assuming they were told that you escaped the program. Yeah. Well, and- I escaped from their house. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I escaped on a home visit, so oh, I was staying gotcha. with them. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, they did they just not know where you were for five months? Yeah. Yeah. And- <laughs> I, when I I got I got a Greyhound ticket to L.A. from this uh, this lady I knew, uh, and I and I I basically went down there with the because there was a my parents hired a detective. Oh wow! Because the police weren't doing a very good job of finding me, and they were like, "Well, maybe this private detective." It's I gotta be honest. I would have found me in a fucking heartbeat. It'd be so easy to find me. This guy didn't do shit. I was uh, insane. San Francisco is so small. I just follow a guy I know. He would have seen me. The guy just didn't do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I basically went down there so I could come back after calling my parents from a payphone and sort of seeing that it was an LA number, they would be off the scent. And that's actually what happened. Um, I, I did do that. They did see the number. It was from a payphone in Los Angeles. So they assumed I was down there, mm-hmm. rightfully so. And that was actually why I was getting on the Greyhound back up. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, and, uh, oh, no, I got a ride back up. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, they just kind of like, I mean, they were just really relieved when I got home. And so I didn't have to go back. Nice. That's a good one. Make them miss you, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, I kind of just, like, I had a pretty permissive childhood after that, or teenage years after that. Yeah. Did they, like, did you get to, like, tell them all the, like, horrible shit that happened at the at the school? Yeah, but that was a kind of contentious issue around the house for a while. Okay. And so I, I really was just, I was just like, I don't even want to think about it. Like, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm back. Like, that it was a crazy fucked up year. Like, I don't want to, like, even deal with that. Yeah, just new, new fresh chapter. Mm-hmm. So, from there, I mean, you you said um, when was it? When when you started War Crime? Because that band had a, like a surprising amount of traction at the time. Yeah, well, I I started War Crime actually. I think when I was a runaway, we started jamming. Okay. Um, uh, the guy whose nipple I pierced, Pat, uh, was our guitarist. Sean uh, 
uh, who I, I'll spare him from saying his last name now because he's an academic. He was our drummer. He lives in Concord. We practiced at his parents' house. And my best friend uh, at the uh, – he's still one of my best friends. Uh, Max uh, – well, we, we called him Max R-Word um, because his last name was very similar to it. But, but Max was the bass player, and I sang because I had no um, talent in any other thing. And the singing was pretty easy. And we uh, – so we, I think we started playing when I was uh, like 15, started practicing when I was 15, and uh, our first 7-inch came out, I believe I was 16, um, and yeah, I, mean, I all of the first, my musical first one with that group, we were together for about three years, I think. Damn. Yeah, that's rad. I, I listened to the episode you did with... Uh Damien for Termed Out of Punk. Damien! And, uh, I mean, that... I don't want to reiterate too much, because it's a really good interview. But, yeah, just the amount of, like... I mean, I'd love to hear some tour stories. Uh, we'll get into a little bit later, because you, you toured with Annihilation Time, right? Yes. Yeah, uh, we can get into those a little later, because I'd love to... We love a good tour story. Who doesn't? Mm-hmm. But, uh... Yeah, touring with them as a pre eighteen year old around the country. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, that be... was well, that was before. Well, that was during War Crime, but we didn't go on that tour. I went on my first. I went my first two tours was I think I I War Crime went on a tour to Phoenix, Arizona, okay. with this band Rotten Fucks from um, San Jose, and we got st- like we did like a few shows out there, and we were supposed to do a couple shows back, maybe or maybe we didn't have any shows on the way back, but. Uh, we were out there. We were out there in like an old beater truck that had, you know, a couple of bucket seats, three seats in the front, and uh, you know, like the, the 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 truck bed. And we had too many people. Oh yeah. Uh, and Classic. so our guitarist was in the truck bed the whole time. And I'd never really been that hot before, but it was because um, it gets very so like kind of chilly and temperate. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, that uh, when I got to Phoenix, I was like, oh, this is hell. Oh, God yeah, made hell, and nightmare. it's here. Uh, and we got stuck there, and we had to drive 50, to 50 miles an hour, 40 miles an hour back to uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. No air conditioner. Couldn't turn on the radio. It was because the car was all fucked up. Oh, but man. Yeah, that, Annihilation the, Time. Jimmy Rose, works. the singer for Annihilation Time, called my dad and asked him for permission to take me on tour with them in this band, Municipal Waste. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I went with on tour with them when I was, like, 16, and that was, like, that was very fun. Um, although I was not old enough to partake in some uh, bars and things like that, I feel like we mostly went to house parties, and so it was fine. Were you were you selling merch? Like, what was the, what was your job oh, on no, the tour? No, 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 no. I wasn't selling merch. Uh, they uh, Annihilation Time at the time had this touring vehicle that was an old short bus, but like a not like a yellow short bus. But it was like kind of those things that like you know they'll take. A, a bigger than like a, a van. I guess maybe it would be like a sprinter van now, but it was like <laughs> bigger than that. Yeah. Or about that size maybe, but it was like from the 80s or 70s called the uh, Cunt Connection because um, it said <laughs> Country Connection on it and they had uh, blacked out some of the letters until it just said Cunt Connection. And uh, oh. and so that was uh, – it was a lot of fun. To, I forgot about that thing until just now actually. Um it was a lot of fun touring in that that thing, uh, but they had it for many years. Um, yeah, it was it was it, that was a that was a I can't even remember where we went. I think it was Oxnard, L.A. It was just like a California thing. So you were just there to party, essentially? Cause, yeah, cause... it was high energy. I'm a high octane individual, <laughs> and so I, I think I was I, I was adding uh, I was adding a certain annoying je ne sais quoi 
Classic. That, uh, <laughs> maybe they had previously just brought annoying guys. I think they just kind of always had annoying guys around. I'm sorry, that is my turn. <laughs> I was going to say, because every tour I've been on, has always been there's always been a, a premium for for space. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, and also... Yeah, kind of everyone needed a job, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I wasn't doing shit. I mean, I probably helped with some amps or something at some yeah, point, yeah. but I don't Rare, remember rarely that. have there ever been a tour. I've been like, you know what? I wish there was like a just a, another sixteen-year-old dude here just hanging out. I will say this. I remember we ended up staying at like this. Like Warped I mean, Tour I, all over again. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was no women involved in this, except we did stay at this one lady's house in L.A. or in Santa Monica who I knew. Uh, her and her... No, it wasn't Santa Monica. It was L.A. Her and her uh, brother, although it was never clear exactly what was going on with if he was really her brother or not. Um, she was Mexican, fully, I remember. And uh, I, I'm looking through her records, and she had every single copy of Ian Stewart's Psycho Billy record. Like, every pressing of this just crazy racist Psycho Billy record. And I was like, what's up with this? And she's like... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I just I figured I'd start collecting. I'm like, are you racist? And she's like, no. I just I'm like, later hooked up with her brother. She did, not me. Oh, okay. Jesus. But again, we never figured out. Sorry, this Heineken Zero's making me. We never really could figure out if he was really her brother yeah. or not. But he did confirmed. In fact, I believe this was during that trip. He had just been fired from his job on a like a booze cruise kind of thing. Because he had, uh, he had, I think he had done something bad, and then he had took out his aggression. I believe he beat someone very badly with a dildo, um, oh, no. like in a serious way. <laughs> that's what yeah, does. That's putting someone in the hospital via dildo is. Uh, oh, I don't know. If you that put can him only hospital, go one of two ways. Generally, he definitely put him on the ground with that thing. <laughs> the guy, that guy was a real nut. He uh, later would go on tour with Annihilation Time when we tour with them. Uh, I think maybe just a year later. So they I leveled up. Fun. They're like, this is now the energy this we need the, to bring. Yeah, oh yeah. He was he was with them for a while. I saw him fuck a girl on top of the van, full view outside a venue. Crazy. I never seen anything like it. Well Yeah, no. On on top? What are you an antenna? Crazy. I think I've I saw that in the movie Backdraft. Remember they have sex on top of the fire truck. No, but I believe it. <laughs> Yo, I just can't. Uh, that heat feels like that would be a bummer. Yeah, that's brother. That, that was in that was in El Paso. Oh my god! Could you get the fuck out of here in June? <laughs> Crazy. Oh, that's brutal. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks. I think you got just like the road grime yeah. stuck to your penis. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I around this time, like twelve you said, years oh, ago yeah, now. Too many times just now yep. for to, for me to be comfortable. Uh, I was on tour with my friend's band through the the american south in in mm. late august and our Been van there, and, brother and the van uh, worst place ever. our tour mm-hmm. van broke down in like the bad area of downtown orlando mm. and we were just Ugh. sleeping in in it was a grueling tour we would leave the show drive halfway to the next show find a walmart parking lot sleep in it wake up drive the other half and and then we'd get there and the show would be like, oh, the show's canceled. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was brutal. But just sleeping in that so heat bad. and then like showering in the family bathroom at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Nightmare. Nightmare. So a lot of flashbacks of, of tour grime. 
Touring in the South sucks. It's terrible. It, everyone yeah. knows it sucks. I like the South. I like to go there as a visitor. But touring there is difficult because the good places are very, like the place where you actually get draw, are very far between each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really hot. You have to go down and come back up. Yep. It's mm-hmm. like, it's touring there sucks and touring in the West sucks. Like, not, like touring the West Coast sucks too because there's basically like th- two, three cities you can play in California. Uh, you got to yeah, do a they're bunch all of like eight hours apart. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, you, and then you got to, you got to choose. What filler town you'll do before you yeah. get to fucking Portland? Yeah, you the end up in like suck. Eureka, Eugene, Eugene, fucking yeah, Eugene, Oregon. Eugene is well, tough. Never, my ass should never have been to Eugene, Oregon. In my no disrespect, mm. but it's I, it sucks. I got roofied there. Oh my god! No, and I well actually that was great. I woke up literally in the bay. Um, <laughs> Best sleep of but, your life. And then you go to Seattle, and then what? Where do you go next? Yeah, Bo- Vancouver. Vancouver. He's going to Vancouver. And, but then you got to go down. You yeah. got to go down. Yeah, yeah. And you also got to you know deal what? with Canadian fucking border. It's a nightmare. Because oh, wait, what's what's the next? If you were to go east from Seattle, what's the next city? Des Moines? Iowa City? You're not hitting Iowa City. Are you playing Iowa City? Huh? You're playing Iowa City? No, I don't. We're I rocking don't think back. So. We're rocking past there. We're getting to the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> You're here. I, think I mean, I think Seattle, I've like stupidly played to Detroit Des before. Uh, we we I remember actually on a tour we we're supposed to go from like wherever to through Salt Lake City to like Seattle or something. We got to Salt Lake City and we're like, fuck it, let's just not play. We're going. We're getting. We just got to get out of <laughs> yeah. here. Ow! 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 When, I, when would home, that, I would play SLC now if I was like in a band, but when when time, home feels like, that close, it's sometimes you just gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's brutal. I'm flashbacks right now. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> horrible. You're listening back then too. It's you didn't even have we didn't have headphones. Oh yeah, we, so we didn't have, you're just oh yeah. Podcast were... didn't exist when I was not nope. the infancy of podcasting. How did we no. how did we get anything I done? Remember the, I remember the worst drive I ever did. Our van broke down right before first show of tour, and we scrapped the van and went home. Um, like, rented a minivan, and the dude who rented the minivan, the only one of us with good credit who rented a minivan, um, insisted on listening to, um, like, the Playboy channel oh my God. the whole way back. It's just or something all like girls moaning. Howard Stern. It was just, like, oh, awful Lord. shit. Well, Stern, I could. Well, actually, I don't really like Stern, but I. It was like, at one point, it was like, oh god, man, I was because it, it was whoever was driving chose the music, yeah. And so it was yeah. like, our and this isn't my shit. I, I know a lot of people I respect like this shit. It is supremely not my shit though. It was like Revolution Summer, like DC late eighties uh, stuff. Andrew, how you feel yeah. about that? I love that's it. Andrew's I, jam. Just, it's not my stuff, but it was our drummer's like favorite stuff. And so I heard so many Discord guitars at like <laughs> 3 a.m. loud, yeah. so loud, and I was just like, "Sounds like a dream." Cut. Sounds like they did you a favor, if I can be honest. He's, uh, you know what? He is much more like I think grounded and stable than I am now. So I used probably... to inflict the worst shit mm-hmm. on uh, on my bandmates. Just, I mean, like not worst. I would say the best shit. But <laughs> yeah, right. I remember playing like. Uh, Beach House's Teen Dream at like full volume <laughs> in the middle of the night, mostly so I could stay awake. But like, there, uh, I, I I played a record that somebody the next day said I, I almost jumped out of the van. Um, so that's pretty good. I it, sometimes it's fun to have like rules in the van that keep it fun, like for the music yeah. when you can all agree on some rules. And we had one 
Uh, it was right when Call Me Maybe came out. Oh, and yeah. we would just scroll, we would just scan the radio until a song came on that we liked. But if we like scanned past Call Me Maybe, we had to listen to the rest we had of the to song. Listen to it. Great song. Yeah. Great song. Sure. It really Great is song. a good song. But good hook. It's, it, it just kept it fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I often was, because I never drove, I had to be the navigator, and oftentimes mm-hmm. the driver, I would just be able to. But that was like iPods. And so it yeah. was like we really only had like. 40 albums to listen to for like i think the longest tour we did was two and a half months three months that's i mean that's a brutal stretch you know <laughs> yeah it was probably the du- well, it was summer vacation from high school and so mm. we had to do we did the entire summer vacation on tour jesus uh yeah which i mean, i still see I, I actually hung out with a guy from uh who played guitar for us that tour oh that's awesome like a, a month ago man. yeah i mean i was curious you, you, you give us your thoughts on um you know the revolution summer stuff but i mean th- this era of like the early aughts big time for emo music which is more our wheelhouse generally well mm-hmm. what were your thoughts on emo as a as a, a hard punker Ooh, i had a big crush on a girl who liked emo music i oh. had a big 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 crush so it's how and, it starts uh i gotta be fully honest with you guys i i have never in my life heard bright eyes i could not tell you <laughs> what if you played me i thought bright eyes i thought elliot smith was the guy from bright eyes until like six years ago oh, i don't connor Oberst. i also, know happy that. happy birthday happy heavenly birthday elliot smith today's the day he died no today's like his birthday, oh, his actual I birthday oh, i thought yeah, by yeah. heavenly was like, <laughs> no. like the day you got because you're kind of reborn up in that yeah, yeah. sure they got such a crazy I, band up there <laughs> oh him, man michael jackson dude roman polanski uh we got fucking darth vader playing fucking saxophone up there dude miles davis up there miles davis ringo what, fucking what ringo star on the motherfucking got drums fucking up there jeffrey epstein, epstein on, the, uh, jerry, on the triangle jerry up there too jerry behind epstein jerry, like he's teaching jerry, him how to, he's like a sexy jerry. lady teaching him how to play fucking dream. What? Tennis or golf? What, what was that like? Dream. Horrifically Hitler? Hall of Fame on the, tweet on the Jews harp, ironically, because he because he saw the light, because he repented before he fucking iced himself, and he saw he saw the and God was like, I don't fuck with you because of the chosen people thing, but I do. F- I will. I invented a crazy punishment for you. You have to play. You have to play Jews harp with Elliot Smith here in heaven, which, by the way, <laughs> Jewish heaven. By the way, Old Testament, Old Testament only heaven. Yeah, Old Testament what only. What crazy? Uh, and so he's up there. It's it's crazy. Uh, I know. Sometimes I, I I sometimes I'm like I wish I wasn't probably gonna live forever just so I could see what fucking band they got up there. Well, yeah. you're you're doing that thing where you're replacing all of your blood with your son's blood, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I got lots of kids. <laughs> so you know, you know. All right. So here's a little rock and roll fact for you. Um, I wish I had. A, I wish I had like a bump that just goes boom. Rock and roll fact. <laughs> Screaming Jay Hawkins, right? <laughs> Screaming Jay Hawkins. Hawkins, uh, a proficient or excuse me, prolific coxman. He was fucking every woman in America at one point. He had something like forty children. There is a website you can sign up for uh, that if you're one of Screaming Jay Hawkins' kids. Uh, and he maybe didn't claim you. You can get a paternity test done and join like the like group that they have because like he the, has it's, so many illegitimate children. Attila the Hun. You know who else? <laughs> a dark horse. 
Dark Horse, Screaming Jay Hawkins style, multi-father, Didi Ramon. Oh, Didi God. Ramon has like 30 oh, kids yeah. in South America. Oh, my God. I love that. And you him. know what's crazy is if you ever meet any dude, for any rock and roller from South America, they love the fucking Ramones down there. Two biggest bands south of the border. Metallica. Well, three. Metallica. Uh, fucking Sepultura and <laughs> Ramones. I almost called it fucking Sepultura because we used to know this dude who loved this dude from Brazil who loved Sepultura. And he always go fucking Sepultura. Um, but Sepultura, Ramones, and Metallica are the three biggest musical artists south of the border. What about Morrissey? Whole thing. Morrissey, big. Morrissey is northern. More, um, they love. Um, gotcha. Mexican Americans love Morrissey. I don't know. I'm sure he's big in, in Mexico itself, but nothing's mm. nothing compared to fucking Talica. <laughs> oh, but no, man. so emo. I, I never really, fu- I never really like, like, like heard. Wait, it. hold on. Isn't that the biggest show ever played? No, no, no. no Metallica in Rio de Janeiro, or whatever. Russia, Russia. I think it was. But they also, I think, did play like a two million person show in in Brazil. That sounds right to yeah. me. Also, I'll say. Actually, here's a good polarizing question then. Uh huh. Because it's the Bay Area, it's punk, and then turned emo. What's your jawbreaker opinion? Never, not not my shit. That okay. was like a that was a that was a band that uh, guys in their twenties, late twenties, who worked at the health food store wore T-shirts of. Nice. And so I was like, but I also don't. I feel like I feel like they were around, like as people, and so I never was like calling them whack. But I, I've, I could honestly, I've never heard them. But I was, I was very judgmental, probably of not very because <laughs> Jawbreaker. I was like, if you're a guy in a Jawbreaker show, I'm like, what? what I know I can overpower you, and so <laughs> like if it came down, if you caught me stealing from here, I could fuck your ass up. But like, but I, I, because like the what? It's like, and also it looked like the Morton Salt logo. Is yeah. did they just use the Morton they Salt just, logo? Yeah, they stole that. That is just yeah. okay. When it pains, it roars. That's, that's, see, um, for me, I'm like, no. <laughs> You're out. Let's rock. <laughs> when it pains, I'm trying to have the best, best, uh, to quote another song, the best fucking night of my life. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> well, so um, let's, let's, let's transition now into your Annihilation Time era. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, what, what made you choose this record to talk about as, as one that represented something you, you love? To be completely honest, I chose that record because when you sent me an email, asked me to pick a record, they had just announced they're doing some shows. Oh, shit. Including one at Gilman on the West Coast. Uh, and so I was listening to that record. I was like, oh, sick. But I think for me, AT sums up a lot of different, um, like parts of my ch- sort of life that came together that that sort of set the course for me as a rocker. One, uh, I I thought the singer was the coolest dude in the world. I thought he was the fucking the biggest like rocker that there was. Uh, and uh, when I was like fourteen or fifteen or whatever. Uh, two, it got me listening to m- different music. Like like hanging out with those guys got me like more to be more open minded in terms of like what music I liked. Uh, three, they were like the biggest band of kind of like our scene of band or like not the biggest, but I think mm-hmm. probably everyone from, from here to the California who was kind of part of that specific scene would probably point to them as like, and, and Eilish time two as like the best record that came out of that scene. Uh, and three, it's a fucking killer record. And plus it's got, I mean, 
there's just a lot of stuff in there that like like there's a song called The Worm about this guy The Worm. The Worm rips. Uh, it's a great song yeah, on the record. Great the, song. Yeah. One of the one of the highlights for sure. It's fantastic. But it's but about the worm's it's about a person. A real guy. Okay. Yeah, the worm, Trevor. But <laughs> everyone just calls him Worm. Uh, from oh, if I mean if any listeners here are from Ohi, they will know who the Worm is because he's like I mean he still lives. I probably I I don't know. I probably a tweaker now, frankly. But uh, he was just like. This guy, he had this, like, teased hair. Like, he put olive oil in it. Uh, always shirtless, vest, like, you know, loved RKL and, like, that kind of, like, shit, skateboarded. Uh, and was just, like, a bad guy. And, like, like kind of a scumbag in, like, a very sort of, like, vintage way. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, I, Ohio was the first place I ever took acid. Uh, had some really, really great times out there. Um, Hold on. Yeah, uh, just uh, if we can add a little more context to Mr. Worm. Um, how was he older than everybody else? No, no, no. He was he was older than me, but everyone was older than me. But he was younger than a lot of other guys. And like, oh, kinda, I, I don't know why I pictured him being like 10 years older than everybody else. No, I mean, he probably is like 10 Matthew years older. McConaughey. I would say this. There is a lot of similarities between Worm and Matthew McConaughey uh, in <laughs> Days of Confused. I would say, I nice. mean, not he, he was a significant. You know, he was he was a you know kind of Italian looking. I don't know how to put that. I but was picturing Matthew black. McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club when you made that <laughs> comparison. I, I, no, that's like more crusty guys. Um, but uh, he's a real skinny but, guy who hung out at a hotel. I don't know. Yeah. No, he lived in a van. Um, of course, and uh, oh, a tiny home. Yeah, a tiny yeah, he, home. Was, he, he was, was van, van life. life. He was a van life guy before you know. He he, he, he it was before the TV even became trendy. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, he was homeless. Uh, and I remember at one point he joined a band, a band that already existed called Mars, uh, who kind of sounded like Blue Oyster Cult, and he made them get like a lot like he made them sound like also still like Blue Oyster Cult, but like more like dirty and sexy. And he changed it so the band was no longer called Mars, but M A R S, which now stood for Murder, Arson, Rape, Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> isn't there uh, on the cover of the of Annihilation Time Two? Isn't there a guy wearing a Blue Oyster Cult shirt? Certainly, I, I love BOC. That is so. I, I've seen them a couple times. I actually met Sandy Perlman, the producer of all those, and of course, the Dictators, and I think a Patty Smith record or two. Oh sure. Um, but Boyster Cult was a big band for us as teenagers. Like we loved, we loved like the first like three or four. More than that, I would say Thin Lizzy. Okay. Was and Thin Lizzy is still probably one of my top three favorite bands. Um, I think Thin Lizzy, and that, that was like a lot of stuff. Like we were all like really punk, and then we started kind of hanging out with these Heshers. Like the, the like it was the Knowledge Time guys, but they had this like duplex or quad. Plex, whatever mm-hmm. four house thing that everyone they all lived in with all these other Heshers and like these punks from the Bay lived there because those guys weren't from the Bay. You don't see Heshers like you used to anymore. No, we we hung out. I hung out uh, with a lot of Heshers when I was younger. Yeah, and that was, was a, that all, was a big like Thrasher skateboarding kind of yeah. crew of yeah. Uh, yeah the hard rocker skateboard guys who'd wear like black jeans with a with like a, a bandana tied around their ankle. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of those fucking guys. A lot of guys who were shirtless in denim vests and with long hair. Yeah. Uh, but not in like a hipstery way, like in a, like a gross way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and they all lived at this what was called the AT house, and we would basically party there every weekend. Um, 
and you know went through periods of lightness and dark i'll say that um but uh yeah, it was just it was it was like the party house in the East Bay for a long time for for a lot of punks for a really long time, um, and but it was like that, that because like what I I mean I really I, I like a, a lot of what that represents is like in the Bay all the people we hung out with it was like punks there was like my primary friend group but then it was like we also hung out with all these taggers <laughs> and then these sort of like more like fucked up skaters. And then, like, Heshers and kind of, like, Metalheads and then just drug dudes. And that was, like, this kind of, like... Like, I, I would say I was, like, I was in the punk scene, which I was. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I definitely 100% was. But the punk scene was sort of part of this, like, broader, like, patchwork of, like, interlocking scenes, I guess, in the Bay Area uh, that would all sort of, like, party together. And, like, and so, you know, a lot of these people were, like, just graffiti dudes or, like, just, like... Heshers, but they would hang out with like people from every other kind of group. And they all worked at the, everyone worked at like the same like five places and like yeah, yeah. and it, it's kind of like when that sounds like an amazing lifestyle. <laughs> it was it, it, I gotta be honest with you, it was I am the most lucky dude in the world. It was a fucking like, great way to grow up. We used to we used to joke all the time um, how fun it would be just to, like you know us all early 20s dudes with no direction to all get a job at some fucking bullshit place yeah. and just like if we gotta work we may as well hang out together and do it but man that Dude. sounds like yeah, so the place, where, dream everyone, come the place true. where everyone really worked was this place called RNLs uh, where I I was never got a job there but like I would say a good 65 to 70 percent of guys I know only guys no girls ever worked there only guys worked there and there was one location in on 16 Valencia in the mission and there was one location in downtown Berkeley but the the one in 16 Valencia is where we all hung out and I would just hang out there all day at this like and it was it wasn't Italian RNL stood for Ron and like Larry or whatever the two like big old fucking fat dudes who owned it originally um and uh we would just hang out there. It was the first place I ever did Coke. Thank you to uh the uh Dan who uh is uh well I guess he, he might not hear this, but uh <coughs> the drummer for my later band, um Wild Thing. Uh but I did Coke there for the first time. Uh our guitarist worked there. Uh everyone I know had sex there and drank there. I shit I would shit there frequently. Uh, I ate there probably once a day for many years because I could get a free slice. Joe Biafra got banned from there for putting his fucking feet on the goddamn counter like a fucking pig. Don't like Joe <laughs> Biafra. Yeah, I beef with Jello uh, for some other shit actually because I think he's a, a weirdo. But I'm not really. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's fine, but I don't like him. Listen, someone named Jello. There's something something wrong, you know. Exactly. And first of all, a lot of those Dead Kennedy songs do not hold up. Some do. Some are fucking rippers. Some aren't. Consider that. <laughs> I don't think I'm a fan of the dead. Most of the dead Kennedys. Yeah, I, I, dude, I can be honest that, with you. I'm, I'm with you. They that's got a, a part of a couple, Andrew, couple songs in the canon, up. but yeah, everything right. else is not. I, I'm not up like, to date on my my politics in the Congo to to really appreciate it. I would I would never say that I don't every once in a while want to listen to Holiday in Cambodia, but if if I can be honest. I'd rather hear the Boys That's Fire cover of Holiday in Cambodia than actually listen to the original. Yeah. Interesting. I, uh, I, there's a few Holiday in Cambodia, Moon Over Marin. Uh, sure. But a lot, it's, it's still goofy. It's like, nah, 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 nah. The Boys It sounds like someone makes fun of overcome. Hard Rock. 
Yeah, I think uh, I remember on like my PlayStation One, it came with a demo disc of like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. There you go. And it was the one level, and I must have listened to Police Truck ten thousand times. Yeah, and I never need to hear it again. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's also like a weird version of the song that's like missing a verse too, like the one voice that's like actual. Uh, critical of police, I think it's removed, <laughs> which is hilarious. Um, okay, I I have a I would like to briefly talk about Annihilation Time and yes. especially how this record fits into their larger discography. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It's like the it, it's the worst sounding record of all of them. Like in terms of production, uh, mostly in terms of production, I would say, like in their catalog. You know, maybe third in songwriting, but that last record fucks real hard. It's really good. It's really good. I I love that. It's last like a record. little psychedelic, a little bit. Yes, just just a little bit. That 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 last record. There's one song on it I really like. Tales of the Ancient Age. Yeah. Ancient Age was the. I don't. I'm sure they had it everywhere else, but that was like the fucking. Um, that was like the uh, the cheap liquor we all drank. Um, I love that. There's one song. It's something into tomorrow, I think. Let me look up the track listing. Um, I, for me, I was just like, yeah, t- there we go. Oh, ball, bald headed woman and just guzzling. That's a good song too. Um, Flight into forever. Bald headed that woman. Really that's, a, that's a running theme. That's it's a cover. That's, I think that's your anthem. <laughs> bald headed. I know exactly. <laughs> um, but I, I two for me just came out at a time when I was just like they were like the band. Like every fucking show yeah. was so insane, and like everybody just like that was like because they had the first record right, and that one was much yeah. more like blast like nineteen eight like mid eighties SST kind of like mm-hmm. weird. Right. I mean, and like a little like more punk and that had a different singer that had fred hammer uh as a singer and fred hammer i don't know him i think i've only met him once um i do know that he used to uh walk around on stage just going yeah which i think is really cool it's like (laughs) um that sounds awesome it was just a different vibe and jimmy is more like i mean he was a punk legend you know so he fucking yeah, Jimmy Rose. They had him. They had him come on. It was much more like snotty and like I think that was a better pairing of like this sort of heavy like kind of classic rock music. Mm-hmm. I don't mean like mm-hmm. classic rock, even though it is classic rock, but like classic, classical. Right. Yeah. Well, variety. That, that that's something I really noticed about this kind of punk, which was interesting because like I mean I. I started with the punk basics when I first started listening, you know, in the middle school era of time, you know, no FX, a lot of the fat records era stuff, screeching weasel, that kind of punk. But this kind of punk is like really rooted in like almost classic rock. Like the guitar yeah. work on it is very like some stuff like on, especially the first couple tracks on the record sound like sped up Led Zeppelin in certain spots. Yeah. You uh, know, yeah, I and, mean, and, there's like, there's an entire generation of these punks that grew up. Yeah. With like the MC5, yeah, and that that's was a big like, one for us. And, and, and yeah. the thin, MC5 the and like Thin Lizzy appreciation yeah. makes a lot right. of sense. And also, which funny enough, you said that um, you know Blue Oyster Cult was a big inspiration too. Oh yeah, uh, I know it's a little hack, but there's a lot of cowbell on this record. Yeah, <laughs> cowbell. It's, it's a record. good instrument. You know about the MC5. Actually, a little Ojai connection there. Their classic 
live concert video from some college. I can't remember what it was, but it was taken off the MC5 DVD documentary that we used to have. In uh, er, early YouTube history, uh, the bassist for War Crime uploaded the DVD copy of this guy, Craig, who's uh, died shortly after RIP. Uh, Craig was a fantastic guy, but he was from Ojai. An Ojai guy's DVD copy of uh, fucking that and we put it on YouTube, and we were like, wow, 20,000 views? Like, <laughs> dude, this is crazy. Um, but uh, it later got taken down, and someone else has put it up. But, uh, yeah, it was MC5. I mean, that's that's one of my fucking – that's like – I wouldn't say that we're like they're, – they're still definitely in the rotation. I actually mm-hmm. listened to MC5 mm-hmm. yesterday. Um, but I, I couldn't in good faith say they're one of my favorite bands because that is a band that was marred by bad production and bad production decisions, mm, um, yeah. especially on that third fucking record, which is, oh no, excuse me, second record. The third record is incredible, but the second record, like the tinny production on that is just dog shit. Um, mm. and I know that's what they were going for, but it doesn't work and yeah, they never record a black dick. To calm in a fucking real fucking studio, and that is a black to calm and human being lawnmower. It's like those songs. First of all, should have been on the first record because they're incredible mm-hmm. live songs. For, first record should not have been. I mean, okay, it, it is a fantastic live record. Actually, I'm not gonna say it shouldn't be a live record, <laughs> but we could have done third record style production and like you know far outness with first record and then also put out a live record that did showcase the raw power and raw energy of MC5 but with a better song selection because while Starship which is I, I believe kind of a cover is is a fantastic song it gets too meandering and they do a fucking Trogs cover and it's like alright we don't need a fucking Trogs cover on your fucking MC5 album you're the fucking no MC5 one <laughs> no one does uh, I think when a lot of people went MC5 I went Big star mm. that says something about me sort of being a sissy. So yeah, no, that but that's a pussy getters band right there. Big star. <laughs> I mean, not in not in my experience, but I appreciate being associated. That's whenever 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 I see like would now it's a little different because everything's everywhere. But like back then when I'd see a guy in a big star t shirt or something, like that guy's getting some some strange. Yeah, you know he's what gotta. I Because mean? girls Maybe love a guy that listens to Big Star. Goes it's like he's like towns they're like towns van zant but for rock and roll <laughs> it's true it's it is and the tragic My, story and all that you know they're all dead i, I just listened to um what podcast is that soul of the record something of the record but somebody just did a, a big star episode and it was really good i love like they're great that's what i need i just need more of that they're, uh, so the guy who took those fucking photos of their goddamn record covers, what's his fucking uh-huh. name? William Eggleston. Mm. William Eggleston. There used to be a bar, there probably still is, uh, called The Lamplighter in Memphis, Tennessee, where I had the, There is. I've been there. I really, yeah, I've been, that's, so the guy who took all the big star record cover photos, he's also a famous photographer, Yeah. but all the photos that they use for their record covers, that guy hangs out there and you think that he like, you're like, wow. Cause he's like a famous artist. Oh yeah. Well, he's just a mean motherfucker. He's a mean <laughs> motherfucker. He was there when I was have there you, once. Have you been to that bar? Fuck it. I, 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 I was blessed to, um, know a waitress who worked there. Get the fuck out of here. The, the, the only waitress I remember, the only bartender I remember being there was like a hundred years old. No, this was but a beautiful I, woman. Man, uh, there was a, 
my fond memories of the lamplighter are there's a pool table as soon as you walk in mm-hmm. with a big Elvira cutout right next to it. <laughs> and the oh. only beer, if uh, if I remember right, the only beer that you could get there was PBR and only in like eight ounce glasses, six ounce glasses. Incredible. Something fucking insane. Ooh, I love I actually, what a place. I love the I southern sh- idea of the beer and the small glass because it gets too hot too quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's love a, that. I didn't know that was the idea. Oh yeah. So, some give weird... me thirty-five six-ounce beers, yep. please. So something weird happened to me when I was in the South once. I I was playing a festival in Memphis. Actually, this is a different time. I was in Memphis, I believe, uh, called Goner Fest, and I took a trip out with a couple other MRR guys, actually, from Memphis to. Clarksdale, Mississippi, where Robert Johnson sold the soul to the devil on the crossroads, where there is now a Sonic, where I did eat tater tots that very evening and <laughs> once yeah. more with my father um, <laughs> at a different time. And we went to see, we went to a juke joint and uh, let me, oh God, I was so fucked up that I, it feels like, let me look up, see if I can f- figure out the name of the blues guy we saw, but he was about 90 fucking five years old. Uh... I know the record label he was on. He was on Fat Possum because, I mean, I'm sure he was on actual, well, not no disrespect to Fat Possum. <laughs> uh, blind Blues Guy. I just have to re- try to figure out what his name. Are you just Googling uh, Blind Blues Guy now? Fuck yeah, I am, dude. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm Googling Fat Possum Blind Blues Guy. Uh, T-Model. T-Model Spin. Ford. Or name, his name was just T-Model. You're what um, I pictured Jack Kerouac would be like in the year 2023. He's I saw I saw I saw T model there and he was about nine. You can look back pictures of this guy. T model four is about ninety five fucking years old. He had his grandson or I believe his great grandson, about a twelve year old boy, playing and it was it was playing drums for him and it was this like juke joint, not even joke. It was like a house and there there was. Uh, there was, it was like a, literally a guy made like a bar in his house. Like this old, old guy had a, had a, like a juke joint basically, or no, no, literally was. And, um, wow. Was it called reds? It might have been called reds. Uh, and I went and there, you couldn't bring your own, there was no liquor. You could bring your own liquor. And there was these only two other people there with these two corpulent, uh, local women, who uh, had uh, Cavassier, which I drank for the first time that Ooh, night, mm-hmm. and they had, mm. and I always thought that I hallucinated this, they had like 36-ounce Budweiser. They had Budweiser in bottles of a size that I have never seen before or since. <laughs> I love that. 30? Also, I really love watching the, the classic detective work of Truanon happen right before our eyes. It's beautiful. I cannot believe <laughs> I remember that. Reds, Reds, Clarksdale. Clarksdale is crazy because that's also where Bessie Smith died in the Clarksdale Motel, and where I stayed with my dad. It was run by this guy named Rat, and it used to be a uh, a hospital for only black people because black people obviously couldn't not use well, not obviously, but black people were not allowed to use the white hospitals mm-hmm. in the South. And so when Bessie Smith got in a car accident between Memphis and Clarksdale, she couldn't go to the much closer hospital in Memphis at the time, and she had to go to Clarksdale to the uh, to the to the hospital for black people. And because it was so far away, she died. Oh, brutal! Um, and Ooh. she died in the hospital. And you can stay. Uh, yeah, Reds. You can look up a picture of it online. Oh man, yeah, this place was. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's insane. I guess it wasn't a house. It just looked like. 
Yeah, it was fucking cool. Um, it's what I picture, um, like the evil bar yes. uh, version of Cracker Barrel would be. <laughs> yes, it was. It was. I, I was. I got so drunk that I was dancing all over the place. Dan- I was like freak dancing with these women. Uh, and <laughs> this fucking, this fucking motherfucker, uh, this T model Ford, his great grandson, who I assume was his great grandson, because where else the hell did he get his hands on a 12 year old boy? Had a fucking, they wheeled out a, a, a tray, not a tray, like a cart with a TV on it, and he watched TV with headphones on while playing drums the entire get the show. Fuck out of here. <laughs> He's just watching, uh, Watching Family Guy compilations. Damn, yeah, I mean, damn this, this is long as hell. This was probably, this is. <laughs> I have no. I cannot figure out what this building looks like. I guess it, yeah. Now looking at it, I guess it doesn't look like a house. It looks like just like it looks like a juke yeah. joint. It's a juke joint. Yeah, I was like, it looks like a shuttered hardware store that like yes. has a pop up venue at it. Yeah, it was that's because that town's crazy. I mean, that's where fucking Ike Turner wrote Rocket eighty eight. Even though he's not a good person, because he beat up Tina Turner, but he still did write Rocket eighty eight. Well, um, I, somebody had to beat up Tina Turner, and somebody had to write Rocket eighty eight. I mean, it's like <laughs> so that place. It sounds yeah. like culture one. It's it was a fucking, but the town is completely, of course, like dilapidated now. I got drunk as hell with Rat, who owns the fucking Clarksdale Hotel. Uh, I don't know what the, what the hell the hotel is actually called, but that's the the only hotel in town. Um, and uh, I got drunk as hell with him, and then later my dad and I went there, and I got really drunk with him because I was on some boxing. And he got real fucked up. You drink on that shit, <laughs> and uh, <coughs> now he's dead, unfortunately. But he was very old at the time. I think he lived a good life. He rat rat. You, you're I not named the, rat and not live a good life, you know? Yeah, like I mean, the what's the most fucked up? I don't think that. The worms probably running like a like way. a like some kind of influencer retreat out in Ohio now, you know. Mm-hmm. Man, I know. there's so many. I had I originally had so many questions about worm, and now now they've all been answered. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the worm. The worm is just. Let me see if I can find a picture of the worm. Fuck. I was I, like, when's the last time you saw the worm? Last time I saw the worm, we went to a party in Cal Arts. Um. Oh no! This just comes up with pictures of worms. I Google the worm Ohi. For some reason, I'm like, I think Ohi is like very crazy now, and so like, I mean, it was like very hippie in some parts uh, when I was there. I remember I knew this guy who lived in a yurt up there. That's what I was gonna say. That's why he's running some kind of like rejuvenation skincare retreat or something. But this was like all like like original hippies, a sweat lodge going on, Um, and. Let me see. Damn, I guess there. But I last time I saw him, I don't know, probably, probably sometime he came up to Oakland. But uh, let me see if he's on Facebook. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the worm, <laughs> the worm on Facebook, the yeah, worm. It was funny listening to this record. And I guess like the Hesher connection makes a lot of sense. But the first thing I thought of when I listened to this was, oh, this is leather jacket music. Oh man, dude! I looked. I sorry. Yeah. I, I you're correct. First of all, but I guess I, I I put a Facebook post up in 2012. Whatever happened to the worm? And there's another dude from down there who says, "Oh, he wants to be called Snake now." Fucking Trevor. <laughs> still no arms, uh, still no legs, still slithering around, just a little bit bigger. And I wrote, uh, well, because one of the lyrics of the song is "Sleeping in the back of a van," but I wrote "Sleeping in the back of a man." <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> Sick burn. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the hell happened to the worm. I th- I, I would assume like many people I know from down there. Uh, eventually, he became a tweaker. Well, eleven years have passed. I think it's time for another. What the hell happened to the worm well, status? Back back then, I was wondering <laughs> what the hell happened to the worm. That was only twenty twelve, and so God knows, God knows what happened to fucking. Hey, next next yeah. true and on deep dive, man. We gotta get to the bottom of where the worms. Are. We gotta find the worm. <laughs> I will, dude. I should. I actually, that would be like a good like three-part investigative series about like what happened to the worm like life of worm <laughs> you know, probably honestly, like construction what if you uncover like the saddest shit wouldn't you be happier not knowing yeah i do believe me i would be happier not knowing no disrespect to the worm i love the no, worm not so. at all but i'm like if this is if this is schrodinger's worm yeah i don't like, want to know i'm happier thinking that that the worm is prospering. I do believe firmly that you should sometimes let sleeping dogs lie. Or yeah, know 100%. when to hold them. 100%. Well, the worm, I have no doubt you're a listener. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> Thanks for being a Patreon supporter, <laughs> Worm. Your, Thank you, Worm. Your money means if everything worm is, to us. If Worm has a Patreon account, I will eat my fucking foot, dude. If he could even... <laughs> God, where is his ass at? No, there's not even any pictures of him on fucking Facebook. Nobody's got. Speaking of, uh, speaking of asses, I gotta he, say the uh, he's on threads. The um, yeah, he's definitely on threads. He's 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 on blue sky. He's scolding uh-huh. people. Or could um, he be on Truth Social? <laughs> but it could be. Uh, what was it? The record. I was looking at this record on Discogs, and instead of an A side and a B side, it has an A hole and a B hole. Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, there is just a butthole. On it. It's really good. Yeah, that's uh that's classic. Well, Sean Philly, the second guitarist or like the rhythm guitarist in the band, he was a he was a uh, despite being named Sean Philly, but it's it's not spelled like Philadelphia. He was from Cleveland, and believe Jimmy was too. I think Jimmy was from Parma originally. And so, oh, uh, guys out there, you know, real juvenile sense of humor. <laughs> Well, um, uh, Raymond Pettibon <laughs> did one of their album covers too, right? I believe he did the first one. Yeah, yeah that's he it. did the first album cover. I try to get Pettibon on the fucking Synanon series because he talks a lot about Synanon, but I think he's not in a good spot right now, and he did not respond to me. Interesting. Um, uh, yeah, he's he's. I mean, he's a fucking genius, but why would he respond to me anyways? But yeah. uh, why would he fucking respond to a fucking piece of shit like me? No, but uh, <laughs> he's. I mean, especially you know, Greg Ginn's his fucking brother. Yeah, right, from Flag, Black Flag. I only that recently a, found that out. Such a piece of shit, Greg Ginn. <laughs> Child beater, wife beater. Yeah. Oh, he's horrible. What? Horrible. Lawsuits came out. I mean, he is. Is just this like, a known? Do people know this? I think it's just like if you're like, like, someone tells you, you probably. I mean, it was like was mildly right. reported, but it wasn't like big news because I think like. No, there's no music fans might care, but like I don't know if music writers right. care enough to write about it. Um, but yeah, I mean he's he's been known to be an asshole for a long time, but I think it like just sort of recently came out that he was also he's like an abusive asshole. The uh, uh, that sucks, man. Like you know, with you saying that, I'm like not as shocked as I would be if it was someone else. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know what that says. I it I can't think of Black Flag without that. What, that record they put out with the the weird smiley face sticking yeah, his tongue bad. out with the oh mohawk. god oh what's it called oh, I think it's called it's bad taste the, right 
No, no, it's not. It's called it's something way crazier than that. Oh man, it's called like splat or something like. <laughs> yeah. So is like, it whatever. Like, <laughs> is it called like it's, what lol? Wait, I, yeah, or I need like to maybe find even like now. what the f- oh, it's, what the it's just called what the dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what the? the? Oh, that, that is, that's another note I have is the um the annihilation time logo. Is a stick mm-hmm. figure giving the middle oh, finger so riding a cigarette, and that's cool oh, yeah. as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, lots of guys—not uh, lots of guys, but some guys used to have that tattooed on them. Yeah, oh man, cigs, man. So that good. Was, I used to smoke a lot of cigs. That's now I so switched dope. to fucking Jewel like a bitch. Um, <laughs> but I can't. We smoke had a cigarettes. big, we had a big uh, cigarette conversation at work the other day. I was like, I forget now that I was a smoker, but I smoked for like twenty-five years. Yeah, like I don't even know if I, I started that. smoking. I started smoking when I was 12, and I didn't stop until I was, like, 35. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, like, yeah. I mean, that it's so insane how big, like, a part of my life cigarettes were. And now I, like, don't even think about it. I mean, I jewel frequently, but... Uh, yeah. And so that's, like, which is way... I prefer smoking. But I sure. just... Smoking now is, like, it makes my stomach hurt. I, I think I prefer you smoking. To be yeah, honest, yeah, it's whacked and smoke jewel. I just started doing it because I yeah. Started, what do you smoke? What 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 do you smoke? The menthol jewels. Um, like if you were smoking like a oh, acoustic oh, cigs, cigarette, uh, <laughs> analog cig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would be. I I smoked reds for a long time, Marlboro reds, uh, and yeah, you are a fucking rocker. <laughs> and well, I, then I smoked Marlboro lights because it was pop. I read it on, on, in like Time magazine. The most popular cigarette in the world, and I was like, no matter where I end up, no matter where this fucking crazy life takes me, <laughs> I'll be able to find marble lights. <laughs> and you know what? That's smart. That's true because because yeah. Asians smoke marble lights. It's the most popular cigarette in Asia. Do they? Yeah, they love it. And uh, and so I'm like, I will like if I ever need to like move to China for some reason. Uh, oh, they'll have marble lights. <laughs> we were we were just talking oh, yeah. on this podcast. I mean, Japanese about- people don't. Japanese people don't smoke. Oh no, right? Japanese people no, smoke. No, they smoke. Constantly. Constantly. No, they do smoke. They constantly. do smoke. Do they? I yeah. feel like that's not a Japanese. Oh I don't no, they love that. cigarettes over there. It's like a cultural thing over really? there. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, I, big time. I, I will say this. I've never. Uh, I mean, I've only been to one. Eight, I guess I've only been to the Philippines, a West, East Asian country. Just to, um, to the one Asia. Yeah. Well, there's you know it's like West Asia and stuff. I've been to West Asia, right? But, uh, East Asia. That's like, but you're not thinking of that as Asia. Um, like South no. Southeast Asia, or I guess the, the, the Philippines is just East Asia. But uh, I, yeah. uh, I, I, everyone smoked like a motherfucker out there, and I like that. And so, if I ever go back, I'm smoking cigs. I'm gonna start smoking cigs again. They got the, I, they got I, the I good cigarettes out there. The ones Obama didn't take away from us. They got like the Marlboro with like the blueberry crush oh, in them. Believe me, believe <gasps> you me, I smoked those. Oh, believe you me, I smoked those. Good. I don't really like those. Can you imagine? I, I've had some fr- friends bring them home before. They're they're they nice. have, like those little like a little mango crush oh, yeah. in there. Just it's, just it's, a little something special. Listen, hey, listen. If, I, if, if Obama didn't take that again. stuff away, I would definitely be smoking like cloves these days. You know, like oh man, they, Wait, the, that you was, can't get cloves anymore. Oh no, they banned those a long time ago, brother. They're oh, some of the first it, to it go. It basically destroyed goth. <laughs> it really did. <laughs> Oh man, smoking smoking one of those cloves, the, the, the crackle, and the they had the, the tasted the the like flavored filter on them. Oh, those things are yeah, delight. That was, that yeah, been. they wouldn't they they wouldn't let you smoke them uh, at my like local diner growing up. Just cloves, like 
Yeah, yeah, just I mean, no cigars, but like no clove cigarettes. That was Interesting. like that was the line. It was so wild. I remember some if fucking anything, goth they tasted, dork. They smelled like food more than yeah. They smelled better. They, they yeah. smelled cloves. Yeah, yeah. It's like a turkey dinner. I, you know? I just remember hearing like people be like, there, "There's fiberglass in them." I'm like, "What's in the other shit?" You know. <laughs> well, that that was what everyone used to say about um, well, menthols in general, but the the Marlboro Smooths. You yeah. get popcorn lung or whatever. Oh, but uh, come the on. thing, That's see, the thing with with um, with the vape, which scares me, because I'm like, oh, like you know, smoking on an Elf bar all day, it's like flavored fun, whatever, but. When you switch to vape and you can do it inside, like that's the dividing line of like, oh, I don't yeah, smoke all the time because I have to go outside to do it. Yeah, yeah. And now yeah, I can do it right. anywhere, all the time, all the time. Yep. And it's oh yeah. And then I feel like you just get Dan. Do you have addicted. a jewel? I don't. No, I don't. I'm afraid. Oh, if they made a non nicotine jewel, I'd be all about it. I'd be. They I'd do. Be, uh, do that. You? What if? What if you just started? Jeweling. Just become a watermelon raz elf bar guy. No, they only have the elf bars of the crazy flavors. Jewel is like they banned. They just like made an example out of Jewel, and you can't buy crazy flavors. That is true. Yeah, that that's a wild. The menthols are illegal. I have to buy them. I have to. But every store in New York has them. That's a wild raw deal. Is is that they like? I had a friend who actually. Elf bars are too flavorful. Yeah, that's true. The elf bars, but that was the thing. They're like, oh, you can't do mango. Mango Jewel is too child friendly, and they like basically like ran Jewel into the ground. I had a friend who worked for the company who got laid off when that news came out because they they cut back so hard, and um, and then yeah, Elf Bar was just like our time to shine, and now they're our making time a, has come. a killing selling like energy drink flavored. Yes, <laughs> you know nicotine. I'll say this in terms of selling out. Check this out, I was approached by a jewel person when jewel was going to get banned in san francisco they did they because you know, it was headquartered in san francisco and they were like going to stand up for the youth by banning jewel entirely from san francisco which i believe i did do um and they were like do you want to become a jewel spokesman like to speak <laughs> yeah. out against this ballot measure oh my you god know what? yeah you're a i hit him with a fat no i can't do that i was like i can't do i would and they were like we'll give you free basically free jewel forever yeah. Which I was like, first of all, you guys might be getting banned nationwide. I say, if you so if you lose forever, that has exactly. like, oh, great, wonderful. Uh, and second of all, Man, no, I'm they... not going to become a spokesman for a big tobacco company. If you guys were an upstart indie tobacco company, <laughs> absolutely. But you should, kids, kids can smoke if, these. Um, what, why does an American spirit have like uh, like organic licorice? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need the, the anise flavored cigarette, yeah. dude. What's American spirit starts making jewels? It is. Over. Oh my god! Well, there, there's, oh, there apparently is an indie upstart cigarette company called Hestia. Oh, I know. And yes, you, you can only get them like mail order. <laughs> this girl, I I, I smoked a Hestia. I, it was I was talking to a, a a girl outside a party, and I was like, "What the fuck cigarettes are those?" And she said, "They're Hestias." <laughs> And I think they send them to, like, people in New York to, like, be seen smoking them. Wow. And she was like, they'll probably send you some if you want. And I thought about it, and I was like, I'm good. (laughs) Again, it's like, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, oh, cool, I have unlimited of this addictive substance. Like, (laughs) Yeah, I'm just like, I don't know what they want from me. And I'm like, what kind of mind is starting a cigarette? Like, I'm like, who who are you? You know? (laughs) You're starting a cigarette company now? Yeah, that you're means, just waiting to get bought out by like one of the bigger companies. That's like the only move. Man, maybe that isn't a bad. Maybe I should start a cigarette. I would start one. Is that 
is that what they learned from like big juice? Is if you just start like, you know, juice startups, somebody will buy you? anything though. Anything. I mean, that's like, that's I feel like most companies just start to get bought. Oh yeah. That's like most I mean, technology that sounds... companies. That's the goal is you create oh, this technology yeah. that just gets absorbed by the bigger company. And then you get True, a payday. I got bought by radio four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was, uh, I went to I'm school for kidding. radio broadcasting about- during the big XM Sirius merger, uh-huh. and there was so much uh, speaking about, ca- you know, what do they call it? monopolies and whatnot in there. Yeah, oh. yeah. And then now no one gives a fuck about. Well, now radio. it's well, it's but it is, it is like just to talk about the podcast industry for a second. Like, so if you look at like the Apple Podcast app, mm-hmm. right, and it'll have all those featured podcasts on them. Like, those are all just, like, the major label podcast. Like, oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's all, yeah. like, yeah. 100%, like, iHeartRadio. It's almost all iHeartRadio. It's, like, iHeartRadio yeah. or, like, like subsidiary media companies of iHeartRadio's, like, featured shows on there. And you know what? No one actually fucking listens to those shows. It's all boosted juice numbers. Oh, yeah. And so it's, like, this crazy, like, industry. I think that's why the bottom fell out last year. But it's, like, this crazy industry built on fucking sand. And it's, like... And, like, it's the same thing. It's, like, the Sirius XM fucking... It's, like, the the, the radio merger. Yeah. It's, like, all of these, like, podcast companies, like, got, like, sucked up in this iHeart conglomerate. And, like, it's Clear Channel, so they have unlimited money, but it's, like... Yeah. Right. It's just, like, it's actually... There was, like, no industry for them to actually, like, start. Like, it never made money. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fucking wild. But the... Uh, yeah, any of that stuff is just... I remember it was such a big deal when... Remember people real... Real nosy about like patreon income and people like chapo was like the big dog and they're like oh yeah, my god yeah, chapo yeah. the biggest blah 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 but then you find out like oh actually the biggest podcast on patreon is like this uh, like true crime podcast who's like episode art looked like it was like a you know very the much like graphic design is my passion yes it's the soyest art i've they're literally making soy face in the yeah, fucking and, thing and, and it's and it it's like they're gods. They're raking in like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month or something. They're gods. They're and gods. I've never heard of them ever in my life. I've never heard a single person I mention can't. them. And they're just like cleaning up, making like six million dollars a year. Well, people, people. I mean, it's funny. It's, it's also like you just if you keep your Patreon numbers private, which like the biggest Patreons do. Like yeah. those are the people who's actually making fucking tons yeah. of dough. It's nuts. Um, yeah, and like, but that's like. It, like Patreon though, that's like a better metric for how many like people listen to something. It's like half like like all these other like podcasts like on these charts and stuff. I don't know how they get the numbers for the charts, but like half the shit's like no one act like these. They're like they're like iHeart like it's like industry plant not plant even, but it's just like they like started a million shows, but no one actually listens to them. And so like I think the the bottom is gonna fall out of the industry. In terms of like the corporate stuff, mm-hmm. pretty soon. I think like indie stuff is fine. And finally, like be our time to sh- to shine. Podcasters rise up. Well, I think it'll just be the same. It's just like <laughs> it's like how it's like how major labels like you always got fucked by them. But if you just like kind of like we're in like the independent scene, you're kind of fine. Yeah, because like yeah. nothing. I mean, you're not like subject to the whims of the market as much. Like you're subject to the whims of the broader market, but like not of like the specific one. You know, it's like how like SST or fucking. Um, you know, or Discord or whatever could still just put out records forever because it wasn't like it's like they're not like you know Warner or like Atlantic right. or something where like they, you know they'll they'll put all their money into one thing and it'll fail or like they'll push something and that push will fail and like you can just like you know 
people will just buy your shit. Right. But uh, I, if, if iHeartRadio or I uh, TalkHouse or, you know, if they're listening, Brace does not speak for us. We're open to negotiations. I own Viacom. <laughs> I just, it's such a wild. So I was looking at our analytics the other day. Not that I want to go too far, like behind the curtain or mm. whatever. But like, I was looking at our analytics and I'm like, these numbers feel great to me far far exceeding any yeah. expectation i've ever had and that feels really good um and then you look at like the metric you're like global metrics and it's like you're in the top five percent of podcasts yeah. in the world and it's like hold on how deep does this barrel go Dude. like how <laughs> big deeper than you could ever imagine brother. do you know i had a kink for a little bit which was going on youtube and trying to find videos with the lowest number yeah, of views. Yeah, yeah, yeah. classic um and i found this really great like trip to india and I was like the third view, and it felt like fucking porn to me. Yeah, yeah, because it's this intimate, like it, it's even like though voyeuristic put it at that on, point. Literally on yeah. YouTube, but it is voyeuristic. Like, and yeah, that's, like I mean, that's somehow, the same with everything, though. Yeah, like you ever find guys tweet twi- twitters that are just like you've just been tweeting oh, to zero followers for yeah, years, yeah, just shouting, literally shouting into the void. Yeah. It's insane to me, but it's so much of like, that's what most, like most podcasts, most YouTube videos, it's like no one's ever going to see it or hear it, which is yeah. like, it's crazy. Cause I don't think music even works like that. Like, cause you can just no. go play a show. Right. You and can at force least like people five guys will hear it. But you know? here's the thing is that the barrier to entry for, yes. for making, especially digital content is so much lower. No. You know, I can make near uh, professional quality with this thing that everybody has, you know? Yeah. It's a very low barrier to entry, um, which just like floods the market. Right. Yeah. With content. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like, there's like, I'm going to get this wrong, but there's some statistic where it's like, we're putting out so much content that we're just like going to fill. It's just like, like eventually like they'll just like, we're going to have really, really fucked in terms of server space because like <laughs> yeah. mo- every day there's more content being like uploaded yeah. than the, the day before. And like, that's just going to continue in snowballing oh, yeah. even further and further and further. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the, the EMP and we can all go back to ledgers. That was actually, um, what was it? The, uh, the latest episode of how to with John Wilson. Mm-hmm. I don't know if either of you watched that show, but mm-hmm. they go to, they call it it's called green bank west virginia uh-huh. and there's like a super telescope there like a big radio telescope where like wi-fi and all that stuff is like illegal like cell service anything that can interfere with the radio telescope is like not available and a huh. lot of people with electromagnetic sensitivity move there to live there and it's, it's oh warner herzog did that yes. thing yes. movie herzog that, did that a documentary place? about it yeah. yeah, it's called like the Quiet Zone. Yeah, and I saw that. It's wild, uh, but yeah, it's like oh, pretty soon, you know, we're all gonna be <laughs> living in Green Bank. I'd love but... to be in the Quiet Zone. Yeah, it seems chill. That dude's a rocker, John Wilson. Oh yeah, John Wilson's great. He's a, I think he he's like a rock guy. Yeah, I um, I, I vaguely know through like photography circles one of his shooters, uh, Chris Maggio. I, tr- I I I saw him recently. And uh, I was like, yeah, you got to come on the podcast, man. He's been doing a lot of like album covers and stuff lately. And he's like, dude, I don't listen to music. I wouldn't have anything to talk about. I'm like, that's bizarre. That's why Someone just mentioned that guy to me. Chris Maggio? So, yeah. Yeah. My, 
I've never met him, but that's weird. Yeah, uh, he uh, he's a cool. He's done a lot of album cover stuff. I love his photo work from like years ago. He's the one who did that really wacky Thanksgiving series that pops up of all the dads in the basement, like eating like Powerade turkey and all kinds of wacky shit. Oh my god! Yeah, seen that, it's it's like a surreal photo awful. session thing he did. But he it's did a horrific. ton of album covers. He did a lot of like the 100 Gex stuff on their recent album. Awesome dude, but yeah, he's like, I don't Never listen to music. Never heard 100 Gex. Oh, I like it. They're my album of the year right now. Funny enough, That's, is that hyper pop? What is hyper pop? <laughs> oh, oh, we man. don't have time for this. <laughs> I think you should. Strap ain't no, in. ain't nobody got time for this. Because I'll tell you that I heard it. Not a fan. Not a fan. I think that we need to maybe not be doing that. I think. <laughs> I think hyper pop has already come and gone though. Okay, what's okay? I might be wrong then. What's the music that sounds like anime? Nightcore? It's, I don't know. That's out of my purview. That could be it, actually. What? That could be it. <laughs> that could be it. Maybe. Now that you're thinking. Yeah. I remember I saw a little ugly mane once in a cave. In a cave? And <laughs> in a cave. There used to be a cave shows in San Francisco. It was a cave. You can't go in the cave anymore. It got flooded. In, uh, San Francisco. No Francisco. indoor venues. Only generator shows under overpasses and, and caves. Yeah, a lot of those. A lot of those. Yeah. Uh, and I remember watching. I was like, Man, this is... I don't think I'm equipped for this. Like, well, this is some, this is so, some other-ass shit for me. This is actually a really great way to wrap things up a little bit. Uh, what what kind of stuff are you listening to these days? Are you still going to shows? Are you seeing anything oh, new? yeah. Went to a show. I, I went, I've been to two shows this week. Oh, my God. Uh, my well, one was a, one was a comedy much. show, but it was at a rock and roll venue. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I saw Homefront the other night, a uh, Canadian band. Let's see. Uh, I like. I still. So moving to New York, it's like most of the people I know here were punk guys I met yeah. throughout my life. And so, like, a lot's sort of like still kind of who I hang out with. And so, like, I don't know. Like, uh, like that, that. There's that whole. It's like that, like, that, that whole scene of people. I don't know. You guys are from here, right? Like, from, like, the yeah. Northeast. Yep. So it's like, sure. I don't know. But it was like Crazy Spirit and, like, Bandana humans from back in the day. Warthog was kind of the band that came out of all that, like milieu, and sort of is like bigger now. Um, so it's like that kind of scene of bands. I go see, I go see shows in that that sort of scene. Um, but I like a lot of shit now. I mean, I got really into folk music, like like British folk music, a while ago. So like, I, you know, Pentangle is one of my favorite bands. Fairport Convention, Sandy Denny, that kind of shit. Uh, I go to shows. I would say probably like uh, once every couple of weeks, maybe once a week. Okay. Um, I used to go like twice a week or whatever back back in the day. <sighs> it's I, too I, much. I'm getting a little older now, so I don't I don't yeah. and I don't drink or nothing anymore. Um, you and so crack a tall can of of uh, you know liquid death. liquid death, baby. <laughs> no, I, I drink a my my drink at the bar is I'll have a a damn a damn diet coke or maybe even a regular coke if I'm feeling a bad mood so I can get Ooh, some little yeah. sugar sugar in me get the zoomies and start talking <laughs> to people uh, maybe a ginger beer something with some sugar in it then I yeah. drink uh I drink uh um, bitters and soda for the rest of the night okay that's my drink I love it that's the, I've been doing it at lunch it's the Best it's drink. a great, it's a great drink. I'm not gonna drink drink. Yeah, fantastic. Has, I'm not gonna drink drink. Has everything I want in a cocktail, but also in a in a crushable cup. Oh yeah, my god, yeah. what a time! And it's refreshing. 
But uh, yeah, I go. I I don't know. I I I see bands all the time. You know, it's uh not not. I mean, sometimes too too much. I, I can't say I, I I love being at shows as much as I always have. I used to it used to be my number one thing. I always did. Mm-hmm. That was like my number one form of entertainment. Is I went to shows. I'm 33. I'm almost 34. I so I like. I think I've slowed down a little bit in my age, but oh, yeah. I am going to come out with a, uh, a, so my whole thing is I'm king of, well, I'm the, la- the, the last punk was the name of my column, but okay. I was the king of punk, king of the punks. And so now I'm trying to take the title. I was a little, I was a little hasty. Maybe I'm not yet Prince of the skins. Okay. I'm not yet Prince of the skins, but I, I was at a show the other night at TVI, uh, in, in Ridgewood. And um, there was a lot of skinheads there, and I was like, "Dude, I should be. I should. There. This is a, an untapped market. And so what I need to do is I need to put out the best damn skinhead record of 2024 because I don't have time to do it in 2023. Mm-hmm. And so I sure. do plan on uh, on recording and releasing a skinhead banger <laughs> next year. Amazing. And it's not going to be. It's not going to be one of those fake skinhead records like, you know, maybe like Hard Skin or Criminal Damage, even though those are both good records. If this is going to be the real deal stuff. And so I'm going to, I am going to, but I've retired from music. Have you, have you heard Conservative Military Image? Mm-mm. I feel like they're kind of the new skin band on the, that's on the a scene. good, that's a good, uh, <laughs> I know skin stuff is big now again. Yeah, it's it's and you it's know their British, their logo the is fucking... like you know the boots, very uh, kind of you know far far left wing almost right wing kind of imagery, yeah, yeah. but but they're like a skin band. Oh yeah, I can see. I can. Oh yeah, summertime skinhead. It's it's pretty no, well, good. This shit, will though. be of course. This will be. Oh, this looks. Oh, they got a good. This looks good actually. <laughs> I might check this out after. You this. might be into it. Um. Yeah. This shit's it's big now. It's big. It's like kind of. It's like slightly in vogue. Yeah. But these guys don't even have skin heads. Me, I will not shave my head. But I will. I will. My dream is. I, what I need is a band behind me made up entirely of the famous skin bird. I need. I need five skinhead birds behind me, all rocking away while I. Blessed with a voluminous head of hair, <laughs> am, am up there crooning away. They're all there with their fucking Chelseas and their little fucking what are they Doc Martens skirt down to the knee, Chelsea shirt or not Chelsea shirt, Chelsea haircut, a Fred Perry shirt, and a little Gibson guitar. This this and, is just uh, you trying to meet more bald women. I'm not into <laughs> bald women anymore. I don't, I don't know. That's not what it's. But I like. love bald women. I don't get me wrong. I I'm a I'm a I'm a Brace, we're, I, I, we're seeing right through you, baby. It's, I'm a fr- I'm a yeah. friend to the skin bird, but I, I don't I don't <laughs> fetishize the skin bird. I used to think skin birds were the most desirable women in the world when I was like 14. Until I realized they're scary. But for me, I can tame them. I can tame them. I can bring them. I can bring them back to civilization, away from that crazy skinhead lifestyle. Meanwhile, you, not using them, working with them to become my rightful. Prince of the Skins. <laughs> tamer of Skin Women. Yeah, Tamer of I Skin think, Women. Uh, I, I think it'd be really funny if instead of shaving your head, you wore like a professional makeup bald <laughs> cap. Yes. I do know someone who could do that pretty good. <laughs> 
Brace, this is a fucking blast. I feel like we barely scraped the surface. We might have to... When you drop that skin album, we'll have you come back on. Maybe we can get the oh, exclusive yeah. oh, on that, you know? E- E-L-L-O. That's the name. E-L-L-O? Like the... Uh, E-L-L-O. Like the... Um, that social Le- social network? Oh, no. It's... No. Like E-L-O. Like the uh, like, Electric Light Orchestra. Yeah. But also, like, hello. Okay. Because hello, I think... Uh, You're right. I forgot about that failed woke social network. Funny enough, it pivoted into being, like, a real creative content maker website. Uh-huh. My largest uh, my largest internet following is on that website. Interesting. Yeah, like Weird. 7.2 wow. million so views or something on there. It's crazy. And then it. So you're saying you're the king of <laughs> I'm the king of hello. I'm the so king you, of hello. You're not to take the crown from me. Oh my god! <laughs> I always knew you'd find your niche, you know, eventually. But uh, but yeah, Brace, what do you got to plug? You got a lot of shit going on. <laughs> no, that's true on. Uh, I'm coming out with a. Uh, no, I can't. I'm not allowed to announce it yet. But I'm because, coming because out because of with the writer's the, strike, right? No, no, no. <laughs> believe me. Actually, that's helping this. Uh, I'm coming out with one of the most tasteless ill-advised products of all time so not i mean truanon is coming out with oh a God. an exercise in bad taste actually made by we didn't make it well i helped i guess but made by a, a punker um a punk rocker and uh but that's i've got nothing to pl- I, I can't plug that it's not gonna come out for many many what months. are um, what could they be isis flag no uh, no, no, no no throw no, no, blankets it's, it's much it's it's one of the most it's a it's it's um I, I I'm talking I'm t- I'm building it up too much I can't wait you'll know okay. when it comes out I'm excited but I've, I've I've got a I've got a I've got a I can't talk about it well, which I don't know why I brought it up but anyways it's gonna be stupid <laughs> um but uh, I true and on I do true and on podcast yeah true and on incredible incredible reporting some great stories and all the kind of uh weird kind of little exercises you do outside of the general stuff is like the subway Jared series was really, yeah, it's very really stupid like i love where he, like because you know um for people who may not know it was a jeffrey epstein kind of conspiracy podcast and then jeffrey epstein killed himself three months after he started or no three weeks three weeks <laughs> but you you guys have really been able to take something and really kind of run with it in in directions that you know are really I, in really retrospect rewarding. maybe true not wasn't the best name but you know what sometimes just thought look there's a lot of there's guys out there named hitler you yeah. know that's how i think about it there's guys out not there enough. whose parents kind of just were me, vaguely you know? aware of hitler and just named them hitler because he was a strong leader yep and so <laughs> my, my buddy my buddy my buddy said posted a picture on his instagram story the other day a guy knows a bartender here and he had a guy's card. The guy was named like John Nazi. Like his last name was N A Z I. It was like John T Nazi. Oh my! So wait. So did did you guys see that big fight between the people on the pontoon boat uh, on the dock? Incredible. Those well, guys. Who? What did those guys think they were gonna do? They uh, thought they were gonna win that. That's gonna be way old news by the time we get here. But the thing I gotta mention: one of the people, the white people on the pontoon boat, his name was Jack Sessions. Whoa. Jack Sessions. Whoa. What, what a crazy name. Why didn't those guys just move the boat is my question. <laughs> Why don't those guys just move the boat? You can see there's a giant boat of people, a ship, frankly, of people who are trying to dock there. Your little pontoon boat's in the way. Move the pontoon boat. I love boat. that the oh, crew of the of boat came off the boat and whooped their ass. Started whooping that's, ass that's in the, the uniform. My dad, never, yeah. my, my dad used to work for Six Flags in the 70s. 
on the log flume. Uh-huh. And he has so many stories of people starting fights in the in the queue line because that was the hot ride of the year. And they would all just hit the shutoff button, run down, whoop everyone's ass, and then call security. So <laughs> like, sick. Such a good – like being able to beat people up at work but but not be a bouncer is so great. It's honestly a dream come but, true. <laughs> I got to say, there, there's one last thing I want to mention because I think it really resonated with me. And I'm sure it resonates with all of you. And I was just going to catch your – kind of thought process of the idea of like when you're a punk when you grow up punk you have that kind of i don't know it's like a, a thing that's like inside it's like imbued inside yeah. you as you grow and there's something uh justice from trapped under ice said that then our uh friend eric wilson from worst possible timeline then mm-hmm. expanded on but justice says everything i've ever done uh i uh everything i have and everything i am is from hardcore music Absolutely. If you see me playing love songs on an acoustic guitar, you just saw hardcore. You don't get to decide. And then Eric, who's a TV producer and also a podcast, said, The spirit of punk and hardcore has inspired me to do everything I do. Go out and get what I want when it seems too far away or unattainable. When I'm sober for almost four years, that's hardcore. When I produce television, that's hardcore. When I podcast, that's hardcore. And I love that idea of, like, it's so much more than the music. It's a true... Uh- I would say I would say that that for, uh, for me it has it, it has growing up the way I did has I mean this is I guess true for everybody but I'm very lucky to have grown up the way I did with the people I did and in the the, the sort of music scene that I did it has informed literally every single part of my life since then and it still is like what I like it forms like the bedrock of my life mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people who didn't grow up in that kind of thing. Like, I thought I, as a kid, I was all like, I was like, man, this is maybe not so healthy, some of this stuff. In retrospect, it is actually one of the, weirdly enough, like one of the healthiest ways in that specific thing. I can't speak to everybody, but like in that specific like time and place, like I think that was really one of like the most like healthy in the general sense uh, ways to grow up. Um, and it has really like, I mean, every single thing comes from that. Yeah, every yeah. single thing. Yeah, I think it definitely, you know, it got me got me in a lot of trouble but it also kept me out of a lot of trouble yeah you know it got me into a lot of trouble <laughs> to be honest with you not sure i would have done all this stuff i did i just i can't think of like another lifestyle yeah. that you could have at that age that would have such like strict rules of conduct yeah to where like you know and a lot of it was like social stuff but yeah. it was like unspoken you know, if if you're not doing these things, you're sort of not welcome yeah. here. But I I, yeah, um, I guess it's similar to like if you were on the football team in high school, like right. that was the discipline There's you knew. There's rules there. Or you yeah. were in a you were in a frat in college, like that's your social right. crew, that's your structure, that's your people you like went through the shit with. But without you know, <laughs> shit. but like <laughs> but like shit. for punk, it's like now I know yeah, every, I know people in like every city all across the country. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. I you know there's people like. I, and and it's the, uh, but more than that, it's like if I meet somebody who like also is from that, or if I like am stuck with somebody, like that is like it's like um, it's like the shared sort of experience, this oh, common language that I can speak with somebody. Yeah, uh, that makes it like it makes the world not feel as like um, as big, and that's and sometimes that's a that's a that's a good thing. No, oh, absolutely, it's 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 this little weird underground network. Yeah. Of, of people who have similar interests and it's i mean maybe we don't see it because we didn't come up in any other way but 
You know, it's 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 gotten. But the people I thought were growing up normal are all fucked up now and lonely. It's <laughs> like punk. That's another thing too. Is I think punk makes it so you really you're just not going to be as lonely because yeah, even right. if you're weird or kind of suck or are annoying, like, there's plenty of guys that we were just hanging out with all the time that, like, in any other circumstance probably would have had zero friends. Yeah. And, like, and, and like, they had, instead of having zero friends, they were part, had, like, a thousand fucking friends and, like, had a thing to do every weekend, had something to be a part of, and, like, felt like they were a part of something. And I Absolutely. think that's, like, well, that's, like, really the most... Like, like, uh, I guess enviable thing about growing up about it like that is that like you can you can it, I think almost all other aspects of specifically American life is you don't really grow up a part of something you don't have a shared experience with people that like you're opting into and like it's mm-hmm. it's it's beautiful in that way I think yeah I think we could really wrap it up I with feel the, like it's the f- oh go on it's the first scene uh you're in as a teenager that has adults in it yes yeah true which can be bad in so, some cases but <laughs> yeah oh no for sure um but in my case like i was lucky it was totally fine yeah and the yeah. Uh, the biggest takeaway is uh every tour van needs an annoying 16 year old boy yes yes <laughs> so just if you don't have one just take one yeah 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 he's at the show just <laughs> take one up somewhere you want to have the craziest adventure of your life also, do you have any money? Also, don't tell your parents. Also, can I have your ID? <laughs> Let me just hold on to your Done. passport for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Also, you have to sit in the back. <laughs> also, we're selling you. Also, we're taking your kidney. Yeah, and that, I'd like to plug uh, The Sound of Freedom. If you haven't seen it, uh, it's... <laughs> I have it. You know what's funny is a dude, a, a, a hardcore dude, I grew up with. As I know since I was fourteen, he came over to my house last night. Uh, he texted me today. He's like, "Dude, what's the sound of freedom?" Oh no, I saw it on Travis Barker's Instagram story. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> oh <boy>. transplants, <laughs> skinhead Rob. Hell yeah. Oh boy. Well, we have a Patreon. You can follow it at Patreon.com/slash Run Into The Ground. We also have T-shirts. Gatekeep harder. Pocket tee. Navy blue, comfort colors, silk screen, the real deal. Uh, check the link in the description oh, hey. to pre-order that. Can I announce? Can I announce the giveaway? Oh, sure. Hey, this is big news. Actually, if you've made it this far, congratulations. <laughs> uh, we are doing a giveaway. We have a signed copy of uh, Jeff Rickley's book, courtesy of Rose Books. Um, that. Uh, I think for the rest of August, if you pre-order a shirt, you were uh, eligible to get your name picked to win a signed copy of this book. Yeah. I will say, I there, I botched that. Thurs- Did I botch that whole thing? Thursday is their emo or screamo? Uh, Correct. Screamo. I think they'd like to be considered hardcore. Jeff is one of the nicest people in America. Confirm. 100%. Yeah, Jeff is the sweetest person. Uh, me and, uh, he just did a book signing in New York, gave me the biggest hug. Andrew just saw him in Baltimore. Sweet just a true, true sweetheart. The real, yeah. the real uh, deal. Yeah. Uh, and Brace, if you haven't li- read his book, he did... Uh, I, just, he ju- I just got a copy of it. Oh, amazing. Uh, well, I, got a, I yes. got a digital. I'm reading it. Unreal trip. of uh, Especially someone who, like going through sobriety and things like... Using Ibogaine. When's this t- coming out? What was it? This come out When's- Tuesday. Okay, well, I think we're we're interviewing him soon. Oh, uh, well, don't you forget? Yeah. We're we're the, we're the first part. Po- he was on, I saw he was on here first. <laughs> we we apparently scored yeah. the first interview for the book, which uh, we didn't oh, know. Man. So what a dream! What a dream! What a great person! But yeah, hey, pre-order a T-shirt. 
Uh, pre-orders are going to run through August, uh, and that'll put you in the running of getting the signed copy of the book. So uh, don't sleep on that. You did a way better job it's than fine. I did. I don't even know why you gave me I, an opportunity. Listen, Andrew, we're, we're all equals here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you can follow me at Dan Bassini on Twitter and Instagram, danbassini.com. No Invite Volume 10 is out now. Fashion Week's coming up soon. Maybe maybe No Invite Volume 11 will be right around the corner. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But, uh, Andrew, what, what do you got to plug? Um, you can follow me on X <laughs> at run in the number two the ground again uh it was just a length thing the number doesn't have anything to do with the attitude um that's about it yeah i heard uh, i heard people can look you up on how's your edge.com too (laughs) i heard i heard i heard you were on there Uh, you can you can find me on uh make out club you can find How's me on Bridge edge? Nine Message oh, I... Board under the name Dirty Derek. Uh, <laughs> and what's that fucking, what's that stupid Chicago labels message board? Fucking, you know what I'm talking about? Polyvinyl? Nah, no, nah, it was like. It bridge was, Nine? No, it was like, it was like Bridge Nine, but for guys who went to grad school. Uh, oh. What's it fucking called? It was that, it was like, oh, the name escapes me. They were very racist on there. I never went on. Oh, that's no. any message board ever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh but, boy. Uh, but yeah, they. I invented because uh, one second before we finish, I invented a subgenre of hardcore when I was younger called mysterious guy hardcore, Ooh, and it yeah. had like a three-year, uh, like brief like flare up where it was like the hottest thing in hardcore and like, it was like guys were bidding on ebay and shit and they had a message board i can't remember what the fucking message board is called now oh. but those guys i want to say this now if any of you are listening to this who used to post on that message board and you bought a fucking 75 dollar squirm trash bag with a fucking the sleeves cut out that was said it was a shirt how much is that worth now asshole how much is that? How is your castle made of sand faring in these waves, asshole? It ain't worth shit. It ain't worth shit. And if you had talked to a, a, a if you had, if you guys hadn't been so virulently anti-Semitic, and you would talk to a real Jew about how much your investment was going to be worth in maybe one year, well, I would have put my, I, well, Squirm, listen, those guys are great. But any, all those other bands, all you needed to do was put put the fucking stylus on the record, and I could have told you this will be worth nothing, less than nothing. People will pay you to keep it. People will pay you to keep this record. Dog shit. <laughs> I have no idea what you're referencing, but I appreciate the uh, the candor. <laughs> oh boy, what a great way to end it. All right, everybody. Bye bye.